ladies and gentlemen, allons-y, for this is a Fred the Alien Productions podcast. Fantastic! <laughs> it feels different this time. Mm. Mm. Which is a quote from the fifth Doctor re- regenerating into the sixth Doctor. I got that reference. Ah, you understood <laughs> that reference. There was a lot of understanding. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, and and some some not understanding for some of us over here. Cue the music. <laughs> I don't know what we're yelling about. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Finished. Finished. Doc. Five. Are you telling me you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're gonna build a time machine into a car, why not do it some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Conversation anyway. Well, we're going to terminate. Loud noises! Hello. Hello. Hello, 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 hello. I'm Kendall Richardson. I'm a And I'm splitting at the seams, I'm Michael Lister. <laughs> and you are now experiencing a podcast called Fred. Yes, experiencing it on Twitch, only on Twitch. What? What? <laughs> for for reasons? Unless you unless you unless you're listening to it already on an audio thing, <laughs> whatever you call on those on the audio on the audio thing. <laughs> yes, them 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 things. Them, yes, them things. Them things. Them, them, them apps. <laughs> that is orderly, orderly, orderly. Underlay, underlay. Ah, welcome to the show, everybody. Yes. Yes, uh, Fully is back. Yay. Yay! Hello! Thank God. Thank God you're here. Yay. Yes. Thank <laughs> God. Thank God. Um, oh. oh, yes, no, it's good to have you back, Fulia. Um <laughs> And uh, shall we kick things off with you, of course, and your, mm-hmm. I don't say weekly watchings, but you're, you know. Your 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 biweekly watchings. watchings in general. Your watchings. I mean, I did your highlights. I did tell you my watchings last week, so that's you know that's fine. You did, yeah. you did, but now you're in person. <laughs> now you can like you can yeah. elaborate even more now. I can elaborate. Okay. Elaborate. Uh, I will just touch on the fact that this particular week I've had a bit of a Japanese week with my watchings. Um, so I watched a, uh, an anime film on Netflix called Words Bubble Up Like Soda Pop. Um, I watched that in its original uh, Japanese dub because I need to practice listening to Japanese words. Ooh, <laughs> very cool. Uh, and I really enjoyed it. It's really cool. Um, it's got a, it's, it's, it's a very sort of a teenage sort of a, um, not necessarily a love story, but just, um, you know, two teenagers, they meet, um, but it ends up being a love story towards the end. But the whole point that these two, um, these two teenagers, they have their own issues with themselves. So the, the boy loves to write haikus and he'll, he'll write beautiful haikus and he'll post them onto this particular social media. Um, and then there's an, and so he's very introverted as well. Cause he doesn't like doing any kind of like public, public speaking or anything like that. 
but the words that he writes is just amazing. But then there's the girl who's very extroverted. However, unfortunately, she has to wear braces and she doesn't like the way that her teeth look with the braces on. So she covers her mouth up with a mask. Mm. Um, so, but she's very extroverted. She's, she does live streams on the anime world of Instagram. Uh, <laughs> and she does all these things where she finds all these cute things and she talks about them and takes videos of them and pictures and all that sort of stuff. Kawaii. Very kawaii, yes. Yeah. <laughs> kawaii. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, and then these two sort of meet at the same shopping mall. Uh, where the boy works as um, kind of like a volunteer for helping um, the elderly. Um, and he's been taking over his mum's role while she's been away sick. Uh, so, yeah, this whole sort of... It, it's kind of like a meet-cute sort of a situation. And uh, it's actually, you know, it's very, it's very entertaining. It's very short, actually. I think it's like about 90-ish minutes. Um, and, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, the animation style of this, anim- of this particular film is wonderful. Um, it's definitely worth checking out. Um, it might, like... For some, it might seem a little boring because there's not a lot going on. But if I'm pretty sure, Kendall, being a writer yourself, you will definitely uh, love the the haikus that are in this particular mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. Love yeah. a good haiku. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you'll definitely Kendall enjoy that. Kendall loves haiku. She loves it a lot. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Close, but no. <laughs> There's snow on Mount Fuji. (laughs) Well done. (laughs) Uh, So that's words bubble up like soda pop. It does have an English dub, by the way, if you don't want to watch it in the Japanese dub. They do have an English dub for it as well. Um, And then the other thing that I was able to watch, well, at least start watching because this is a series, um, is a Japanese series called um, Ferm. I think I think it's pronounced Fermat's Cuisine. Um, so Fermat is a French mathematician, and this particular um, protagonist, he and I've only seen the first episode. Um, he apparently, since he was a child, when he started learning maths, he was obsessed with maths, and he loved it so much. And he found a lot of enjoyment from maths. And so he got to a point where in high school, he then studied maths so much that he wanted to become a mathematician. And he, he really looked up to this mathematician uh, called Fermat. And he wanted to be like him almost. And... He gets to his final exams or these like like the maths Olympics team and he was sort of like being tested to be part of that team. Uh, however, during the examination, he, fe- he figured out that he just, he like the enjoyment left, left him. So he couldn't do the exam. Mm. So he failed. Yeah. 
they are, and so what's happened is the the director of the school or the principal was like, we have put in a lot of money into sponsoring you to become, you were so smart. You were there to uphold the image of our school. And now you have essentially, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You've, you've disappointed us. You've betrayed us. You, you, you're making us look bad essentially for not, for not, for failing for failing this exam and not being part of the Olympic team. And then because of that, he, the director has decided to take drastic measures and was like, we're going to expel him. Wow. Just because, just because he failed an exam because they were pouring a lot of money into him. But then one day he's working in a kitchen. I think the, I don't know if it was a school's kitchen or a different sort of kitchen, he was there and he was cooking up just like a, a sort of like a worker's dish. Um, and it was a, a Napolitan, Napolitan, a Napolitana pasta. So he was making pasta essentially in the kitchen so that him and his workmate can eat for lunch. And there was a chef that decided to, that was, that was there coincidentally and and he just made this particular dish but he made it in such a way that it tasted really good to the workmate and the workmate was like oh my gosh this is the most delicious thing you have ever made how the how did you do this what did you put in it blah 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 so but he made two plates one for her and one for him However, the chef saw him cooking, decided to walk into the kitchen and was like, I want to try your dish, grabs the plate, eats it. And then later on, we find out he's actually the youngest Michelin star earning chef in Japan. Um, And he's a head chef of his own restaurant. And then he's like, we're going to, and just in this whole one episode, we're going to show off to your director that you are still worth keeping at the school so that the people like the stakeholders that he's um, entertaining at his restaurant because he booked the restaurant out just for them so that they can have a Michelin star meal prepared by him. We're going to show him up and we're going to make him look like an idiot if he doesn't. Uh, go along with it. So essentially he got the student to come into the restaurant and to cook up the main dish for them. So the chef had cooked everything else, but he came in to do the main dish and the kid's like, I've never cooked in a professional kitchen before. I don't know what you cook. What do you want me to cook? This is a Michelin star restaurant. He's like, no, no, just cook whatever you want. Everything's at your disposal. And he ends up doing Napolitana again. (laughs) But, and then when it was served to everybody, they're all like, what is this? Why are you, why are you serving us this dish? This looks, this doesn't look like a Michelin star dish, but then they smell it, they taste it and they're in love with it. Mm. So this student found enjoyment in cooking from using maths. So he uses his maths with the cooking 
and it makes the dishes taste really good. Um, so yeah, it's a really like, it's a, it's a very interesting concept for a series. Um, and I'm kind of enjoying it. I feel like I need to watch the next episode to see whether or not I'll keep watching it. But just the, the, the thought that you can cook by using like a lot of the, just the way that he thinks essentially is what it yeah. is. It's just the way, it's just the way that his brain works when it comes to creating these dishes and stuff like that. And that's why it tastes so good. So I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of enjoying that aspect of the, of the show. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I've watched. Just those two this particular week. I have kind of been trying to catch up on, um, star Wars rebels in, I'm still in season three. I'm, I think I'm up to episode five now. Um, wow. (laughs) What's happening already? (laughs) Well, time jump. Yeah. Yeah. Big time jump. Um, but then we've got Ezra learning a lot of things, um, from Kanan where Kanan's, um, learning a lot of things for himself as well. And, oh yeah. And I've I've also been watching, um, dessert masters where I can, because that started up and, um, it's essentially a spinoff to MasterChef, oh. uh, where, where this time it's literally just, they're making desserts in the competition and it's highly regarded pastry chefs that have come in. Um, and I think there's like 10 of 10 or 12 of them from around Australia, uh, that have come in to compete to become the dessert master. So that series ran for about 10 episodes. I haven't finished it. I don't know who won, but um, I'm just, I'm a little bit perplexed as to why they decided to go so quick. Mm. (laughs) Why it had to be so short of a time span. But I suppose um, they wanted to see whether or not it would catch on. Uh, But yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it. It had like really renowned Australian um, patisserie chefs in there that, that I've been sort of looking up to and, and seeing, um, doing really great things. And, and I've tried some of their stuff too, like, uh, that I've come across. Um, they're really good. So I, I'm enjoying that. And that's, it's literally the, the one main sort of like, uh, what do you call them? Um, competition style shows that I really enjoy apart from Lego Masters. <laughs> Yeah, but um, yeah, that's that's my watchings for the week. Thank you very much, Fulia. That is awesome. <laughs> I, I, it's funny you mentioned Lego Masters, though, because like I've been wondering. I'm like, I don't. They did. did am I living under a rock? Did they already do a Christmas? They didn't do. Oh a, no, they haven't. They didn't do a Christmas one this year. No, I don't think so. Err, I am. Mm. I'm. I'm not entirely devastated because it's, uh, it's not as enjoyable I, for me anyway as the main series but I was looking forward to my Lego fix and I have not got it yeah same <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay aren't they working on an American version there are yeah already is an American Lego Masters yeah, yeah there is yeah yeah a friend of mine was yeah, on no it no excuse yes he was yes he was oh yeah. <laughs> yes um Cool. Thank you, Fulia, very much for the, that lovely, those lovely in-depth reviews I, I love. Um, <laughs> uh, yes. Um, all right. Michael. Hello. Your watchings. What have you been watching? 
Well, I've been watching one particular show, which I'll mention at the end. Um, but uh, uh, I've been watching uh, Rick and Morty, of course, and I've watched the latest one, but I won't. I assume you haven't seen it because it comes out at an hour before we start recording. So yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I got home from work to, and I like waited and I made dinner and I was like, "Yep, yeah, right, I'm ready to go." And then I went onto Netflix and I was like, "Oh, it's not up yet." I'll I'll just go fuck myself then. <laughs> I didn't realize it came out at like until like seven o'clock or something. Yeah, it's got some stupid. That's reason. all right. But it's a quite quite a good episode. It's very very God damn very it. hilarious. Well, you can watch it after. No, it's just more that, like, I didn't like last week's episode. Really? Because I really enjoyed it. Oh, good. I'm glad you did. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? It's a, it's a second parter. It's great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I... Hilarious. I... Yeah, I don't know. It just didn't do Speaking it. Speaking of maths... Speaking of maths... Speaking of maths, and mathematicians is a very good one about maths and Pythagoras. Finding the X. Oh, um, don't remind me about Pythagoras. Really. <laughs> four High school four years triggered. Blech. Bloody Greek guy <laughs> obsessed with triangles. <laughs> yeah. That was my year eight maths. Yeah, so that, that previous episode is probably one of my favourites. Nice. Because they, cause they um, decided to go beyond the norm. And it's an episode that doesn't have Rick in it. No. So. No, which is fine. Uh, you, well, you know, but yeah. I don't know. I just. The whole iced tea thing and. Water tea. Yeah. I, just, I don't know. It just didn't, did not interest me. I don't know. No. No. Sorry. But what about the what about the ending where where they have where they um combine forces and that and then there was ice cube. And there was ice cube. Yeah. <laughs> ice cube. I I, yeah. I I like the puns and I like the the the, the meta humor very much. I always enjoy a pun. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the best episode. Um <laughs> even if you don't think so. Uh <laughs> Yeah, so that's... I haven't really been watching variety of stuff, uh, except for what we're going to talk about in popcorn culture, of course. Of course. I've been enjoying that. Uh, but um, there's a series up, up on Netflix that's probably not going to be there... Uh, it's not going to be there in a couple of days because it's going to go off of Netflix. But unfortunately, it's, it's going to be... Mm, Lost media as well, and that's Final Space. Um, so I watched the first episode, I didn't really think much of it, and and but I've been getting a lot of like um things on like on YouTube and and uh TikTok just talking about it. And I thought, oh, I'll, I'll probably give this a go. It's like, oh crap, it's going to be gone forever on on the 15th and i thought okay i better better watch it and i'm very happy that i did because it's a very unique storytelling device like uh the jokes don't really work unfortunately but the visuals of what they have with a small budget is remarkable for an animated um animated uh, cartoon and um yeah, and it, it, it definitely has a, a lot of heart to it. There's a lot of 
slow moments that that are full of drama and that and it being like a a, a space soap opera that involves uh cosmic horror and and um just generally very good sci-fi satire at the same time it's re- really interesting balance except for the humor it's because the main character is annoying and but by the end of it he he he, uh, he means well even though he's a great big idiot <laughs> so a bit like star lord in a way um and uh yeah it finished up uh it didn't really finish up it ended with a um i haven't completely finished i'm up to the last season but apparently uh it ended on a cliffhanger and and it was owned by warner brothers and when they did the merger with um with discovery they stopped doing it so that was annoying and it's now off of max or hbo max where it was and it's going to be off uh, netflix is the last time you'll get to see it so yeah uh, but not all bad the creator um uh who is also the voice uh for the the main guy gary um has reached a deal with uh warner brothers to get a graphic novel done of completing the actual story like all loose ends are going to be in this graphic story and a graphic novel and i am thinking of getting it because i actually quite i actually quite enjoy the story it's going to be a very interesting lost media sort of find and discovery Mm. It, it didn't come out in Australia, but it, there is in in America. But they haven't re- they haven't released the third season on DVD or Blu-ray, so that's going to be lost unless you have the means. Um, and it's going to be finished up like close to two thousand and twenty-five when they when they decide to distribute it and you can like pre-order your own copies which i probably will next week uh, next year because it's coming up close uh next year so yeah i'm i i really enjoy this this story it's um very unique uh definitely yeah very good uh very good um dealing with uh supernatural horror um, science fiction sort of stuff it, uh, when it's when it looks like like adventure time sort of animated pers- people Mm-mm. there's cats and that cat people cat people and a lot of gore as well so I wouldn't recommend it to Fulia at all <laughs> yeah there's oh no <laughs> there's a couple of things it's like oh no but I will say th- there is a surprise that um David Tennant's in it. Uh-huh. His voice is unrecognizable. Okay. So I, I was trying to work out who he is, but but yeah, and when I found out, I was like, oh, it's him. Well done. He he's a good voiceover actor. Hmm. <laughs> over actor. <laughs> voice over actor. He's just very talented, yeah. man. Yeah. So I recommend it if you can find it. <laughs> But you've got a couple of days to binge the entire thing. 
Great. I would recommend that. And of course, I watched another uh, se- season that is rife with lost media, Doctor Who. But we'll talk about that later. Yes, we will. What about you, Kendall? What about me? I've done a lot of watching of things uh, over the last week, um, which was nice. Um, went to the cinemas a couple of times. I saw... Well, I'll start with... Godzilla. I'll start with the... Godzilla. Huh? Godzilla. Godzilla, no. Godzilla. No, 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 I didn't see Godzilla. No, no Godzilla? No Godzilla for me, no. Uh, mm. Sorry. <laughs> sorry to let you down. It's coming... Yeah, it's all right. It's coming to Bendigo. I'm happy. It is? Yeah, there's a lot of demand. It's like, hey, this is a really good film. Get it up here. It's like, okay. <laughs> I guess. So uh, I'll probably watch it this weekend. Nice. That's exciting. Yeah. I look forward to your thoughts at some point. Yeah. Yes. Christmas. Christmas. Um, yes. So, yeah, I'll. speaking of Christmas, I'll start with... Uh, uh, this movie I saw at the cinemas just yesterday, Silent Night. Um, <laughs> if you guys remember, we did this for Trailer Park a couple of months ago. Uh, this is the Joel Kinnaman, John Woo-directed um, revenge action thriller. Um, and um, you remember the the, the, the uh, trailer? Like he, he ends up losing his voice, so he can't it, speak. Yeah. So hence the Silent Night. Thing. Right. So it's not just him. Um, there is no dialogue in this movie. It is oh. it is two hours of no dialogue. Uh, That's cool. Yeah. How entertaining was it? Did it work? I I zoned out a little bit. <laughs> I was at one point I was sitting there watching it and like thinking of my own writing. Um, I wasn't even. <laughs> I wasn't even paying attention. I look. It's not a bad movie. I've seen worse movies, so I won't trash on this one too. I just feel like they could have executed it better. Um, <laughs> like it was a very is a it's a it is a clever premise, but I don't think they did it well enough um, for it to make like to elevate the movie into something different to the genre because it really did just feel like another action thriller. Um, and there was, uh, I don't know, the pacing of the movie was off because there was too much time in the lead up to him because he's just an ordinary guy. So he has to like, um, you know, he has to train to be able to take down this gang, um, that, that accidentally killed his son. Um, so, um, they spent a lot of time on him. Like there's a lot of montages of him, you know working out and training how to drive a car like you know like drifting and shit and fast driving and fast stopping and um yeah shooting guns and doing yeah so there's just a lot of build-up and the like once the like the action really kicked in like there was some there was some good action sequences um but yeah they just I don't know just didn't yeah just didn't work for me Completely. So I probably won't watch it again. But um, but like if you know if you if you love that, there are a lot of people that love that genre. Like you know, that Taken John Wick kind of of a style of a movie. A lot of people love it. Uh, that's why they keep making them. Um, it's yeah. So it's it's you know worthy for that. And Joel Kinnaman does a very great job. 
Um, his performance is very good. So, you know, for someone who can't speak the entire film, um, he does a very good job. So, yeah. So, he, yeah. So it's just, I don't know. I don't know. It was fine. Um, and the other movie I saw at the cinemas, though, was a lot better, um, I will say. Uh, and I, that is a movie called Saltburn. Um, this is written and directed by Emerald Fennell, uh, who won an Oscar for um, Promising Young Woman a couple of years ago. Um, she's, she's amazing. She's super talented. This is a really fucked up movie. <laughs> I've heard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Fulia, you would not... This is not your kind of a movie. Uh, <laughs> okay. No. <laughs> there's some... Yeah. There's some very dark shit in here. There's some very gross shit in here. Um, it just... Yeah. Yeah. Barry, Barry Keegan, man, he just knows... He just he has us he has his thing he just plays creepy dudes and and he looks hot while doing it and I'm like hey I'm here for if that's what you want to do I support you. <laughs> All right, Jeffrey Dahmer stand. Yeah. God no. no 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 he's yeah he's he's phenomenal in this um yeah it was it was great like Tim Jacob Elodie who's a Melbourne boy uh, I should mention he's from Melbourne. Um, and he's, you know... Melbourne boy. He, Melbourne boy. Now he's, you know, playing Elvis Presley in a movie coming out soon. Um, yeah, so he's really good at it. Um, and Rosamund Pike is in it, and she's fantastic. Um, Carrie Mulligan makes a small appearance. The biggest laugh of the movie went to her. It was so funny. The way she, like, reacts to a certain moment. She just goes, oh, no. <laughs> just the way, she's, <laughs> the way she does oh, it. No. Oh no! Um, and then um, Richard E. Grant is in it as well, and he's he plays yeah. he he plays this very aloof, um, you know, lord of this castle. Um, <laughs> it's set in the mid two thousands, I should mention. Um, but um, but yeah, it, it's a great film about you know just uh, you know. <sighs> What, what what the other half how the other half live in England um and you know just the crazy shit people will do to you know get into that kind of lifestyle I guess um yeah so it, it, I highly recommend if you're in if you don't mind watching some fucked up shit uh that's very very well written and directed and um everything like it was just yeah ticked all the boxes for me so I I recommend Saltburn um, speaking of messed up movies, uh, and Australians, I finally had the chance to watch Talk To Me, because... Uh, oh, that's on... It's on Netflix. streaming service now. Yeah. Yeah, it's on Netflix. It's on my, it's on my wish list after um, Space, Space Ghost. You will really like it, Mike. You will definitely like it. Um, I loved it. I thought it was great. Such a cool... Um, such a cool horror movie. Um, that's just you know not doesn't overdo it with the scares. Really, it, it's a very like it's a very stylish kind of horror. Like it just you know it's it uses its jump scares very effectively, and there's not many of them. Um, so when they hit you, they hit you. Um, and then there's a little bit of violence in there as well. That's very confronting to watch because it's it's a lot of self inflicted stuff based on. 
you know, they're getting basically the premises as you hold this hand and you basically let a spirit come into you. So these people are willingly being possessed to get like a rush and a high. It's like a party game at first and then shit just gets really messed up after that. But there's a great story to it and the performances are, are fantastic. Like the only person in the movie I recognized was Miranda Otto. Um, so she plays uh, a mum of one of the kids or two of the kids in the story rather. And um, yeah, she's really cool in it. But yeah, the whole cast, like young, young for a young cast to pull off the performances here was, 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 was really great to see. Um, yeah. So I, I really liked it. I, I would recommend talk to me quite highly um and gonna be a sequel there is and it's gonna be called talk to me (laughs) (laughs) wow yeah i know we love a good pun so clever so clever (laughs) fully is like i'm not impressed (laughs) 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 uh speaking of netflix and thrillers i watched another one um that we've uh you had a thriller week this week haven't you did i got down with (laughs) down with the thrills well, it's it's Christmas. It's it is it is it is Christmas. It's time for th- yeah. It is the theme for the month. Yeah, yeah. Krampus. Krampus. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping for Krampus this year. Oh, Krampus. <laughs> yeah, that's an underrated movie. Um, yes. So yeah, I watched um, uh, Leave the World Behind. So we did this on Trailer Park as well um, a couple of months ago, a month or so ago. Uh, this is a, a, a thriller, drama sort of piece um, starring Julia Roberts, Ethan Hawke, Mahershala Ali, Kevin Bacon. Um, yeah, it's basically set. Um, it's, it's Huh? Ethan Hawke and Kevin Bacon are the same person, right? <laughs> Dude, they have a set. They have one scene together, and I was like, "Like I've always thought I'm the same. I always thought they looked alike." And I'm like, "No, Kevin Bacon is like ten, probably like ten years older than Ethan Hawke, but still, they do. Yeah, no, they. Yep, can confirm. No CG was used <laughs> in the making of that scene. Um, but anyway, it's yeah, it's really a really fascinating film. It was really well made. Um, it was uh, written well, adapted from a book by the same name and. Uh, uh, and uh, directed by Sam Esmail, who uh, created Mr. Robot. Um, mm. And a lot of the camera choices, like fully, I don't know if you'd like the movie, but like visually, I think you would find it very interesting because there's some really, really cool camera choices, that, like certain types of zooms and and like the way they frame certain shots. And like some, there's this one shot I really like towards the end where they kind of like... Like you have these two characters in the frame and then they're just talking and then something happens outside of the room that they're in and the camera just tilts and like kind of rotates around them. Um, and I thought that was really cool. So yeah, so technically this movie was really well done. And yeah, the story is pretty interesting because it's like, you know, this family decide, well, the mum decides because she hates people, she, she says at the start of the movie in a great moment i like can relate uh, <laughs> a retail of christmas um yeah. <laughs> and yeah so she basically decides the family's gonna go away to a very very expensive airbnb uh, just outside of new york city where they live and um at the same time they do that um the world basically starts to crumble around them um yeah, and the mystery of the movie is like we don't know what's going on. We don't know what's 
actually happening outside of where they are. We don't know. Like, there's no satellites. There's no no TV, no phones, no Wi-Fi, no nothing. Um, so you're trying to figure out what the fuck is going on there. And then they're also just dealing with each other. Um, so it's a very psychological kind of thing a little bit as well. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it, it was good. I liked it. I, 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 I thought it was... I thought it was a good time. Um, yeah, and then I could mention... There's a couple other things I watched as well, but I won't mention them. I will just finish on a high by saying I watched something very fun, very cool, and that was Scott Pilgrim Takes Off. Yeah. <sighs> yes, I finally finished it. I Yeah, I wanted to wait until I was done to talk about it. I've been watching it very slowly over the past couple of weeks um, where I've had some time to just, you know, do a half an hour or an hour block of it. Um, yeah, I really liked it. I thought it was great. Um, yeah, they did such a good job. I, I was a bit put off initially because I, f- I was watching it. And I'm like, oh, this is, oh, so they're just remaking the comic and the, mm-hmm. and the movie. And I was like, oh, I wasn't expecting that, but sure. Let's all right, see where, where it goes. And then, yeah, something happens that fully, have you watched it yet? Are you planning on watching it? No. I'm not sure. Okay, well, I won't spoil it then, just in case. Because I reckon you'd like it. Um, but hmm. if you haven't seen the movie, then I wouldn't bother. Because um, you definitely... I have not. Yeah. You should... Honestly, you should probably watch the movie, too. I think you might enjoy the movie. Like, it's it's fun, and it's wacky, and, you know, it's a there's gaming references left, right, and center, and... Yeah. <clears throat> it's a, it's, it is of its time. But a little bit, we have that nostalgia, so it mm. would make sense. Mm. But I do not have that nostalgia. I never read the comics. Oh, I never. <laughs> yeah, like, I never read the like comics. We were the same age as these characters. When uh, they came out. Yeah, because okay. the movie came out in 2010. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, around, there or thereabouts. So yeah, we're we're in our early 20s watching it. And the characters are in their early 20s, basically. So it was yeah, mm. our generation, yeah. really. And the uh, most of the cast is uh, our generation as well. Um, okay. Yeah. So, but anyway, but it's good because it's like a, yeah, at the end of the first episode, something happens, and then the story kind of it's almost like a what if storyline from there. Um, something drastic changes everything. Um, and yeah, and it's it's really cool. It's really fun. Um, there's a couple episodes in there that I absolutely adored. There's one that focuses on Lucas Lee, which is um, Chris Evans' character. <clears throat> that yeah. was that was fantastic. Um, <laughs> just yeah, it's so good. You you wouldn't like hearing them all do the voices again because it's the same cast as the film. Like you wouldn't know that it had been over 10 years since they filmed yeah. the movie. Like, it's 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 the same. It's so great. Um, and the other episode I really liked was the one with Todd Ingram, um, <clears throat> who, you know, him him and Wallace, I'll just say I didn't expect to see that. Mm-hmm. But that was fucking hilarious. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was a great time. It's, you know, very cool animation, very surprising storyline, um, a lot of fun. So... Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that should do it, I think, for my weekly watchings. That will do, because we have a podcast to get to, starting with the nerdy news. Hey, 
This is the news in nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom, the hostess with most S, Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. All right, it's nerdy news time. We don't have a lot of news to talk about, but um, one there's one big thing that we're going to talk about, so I'm just going to breeze through the first little bit. Um, starting with some DC news, um, James Gunn is just keeping on, keeping on with the announcement of casting for his DCU. Um, and of course, you know, it wouldn't be a James Gunn feature uh, or production without his brother, Sean. Um, so Sean Gunn, has been cast in a, a bit more of a prominent role than what he's used to, I would say. Um, but he's going to be Maxwell Lord in the DCU. Ooh. Yes. So for those playing at home... Um, Pedro, you're out. Yes. Maxwell Lord was played by Pedro Pascal in Wonder Woman 1984. Um, so, yeah. So that's the same, same character. Uh, obviously, this is going to be a different interpretation um of that character but um but but yeah he's a he's a bit of a <clears throat> bit of a baddie um but also like you know i don't know just a very complicated corporate character i guess um i don't know too much about him outside of the you know visual media interpretations of him i seem but i'm but yeah i'm excited for for Sean to get a character like this to to dive into i think he's going to have a I think he's going to have a very good time playing him. I'll say that. That's for sure. Um, apparently, he's not going to be seen in Superman Legacy. He will be mentioned in the film. Um, but um, he won't be making a physical appearance um, until down the track, apparently. So um, we won't be seeing him in 2025, but we will we'll be seeing him after that. So, yeah, pretty pretty cool. Pretty exciting. Um, Mike, do you have any thoughts on Maxwell Lord and Sean Gunn? Uh, Sean's already in the DCU. Yes. He play he plays Weasel. He's Weasel in um, the Suicide Squad. And, and also Cal- Calendar Man as well. He does a brief thing um, uh, while in the prison. Yes. He, he, he was the guy that's got all the um, what, what are they, dates around his head. Because he's uh, all about the calendars. All about the calendars. Uh, all about the calendars. <laughs> and, yeah. So he's played three characters already. Lucky, lucky dude. Lucky best. But, but as you said, there's probably going to be more central, prominent character of of Maxwell. Maxwell! Maxwell! And, you know, a lot of people are saying, eh, nepotism is like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Really, a director directs the same the same actors over and over again. I don't see you complaining when Corsese does it, <laughs> or or you know, uh, it's Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So you know, shut up. <laughs> shut up, your face. He can he can act. God damn it. Yeah. It's not like it's just some random dude. Yeah, literally. Like, if he couldn't act, <laughs> he wouldn't be put in these movies. Yeah. Silly people. But it, it, it does help when you've got a sibling who does do <laughs> directing. Nah. So, That's still. It, yeah. But so, um, all for it. Um, mm. 
All right, good times. Pedro's Pedro's bezel busy doing something else. Yes. <laughs> not not being the Mandalorian. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> oh Lord. Yeah. Um, he's just a voice. He's just a voice now. I know. I kind of hate it, but anyway, it's fine. Um, they've been doing it since 1977. Anyway, before we go down a Star Wars rabbit hole, um, our next item um, is Disney related. Speaking of Star Wars, um, and this is actually pretty cool. Um, I don't know if it's happening outside of America, but as far as America goes, anyway, Pixar have decided that they're going to actually put in the cinemas uh, Luca, Turning Red, and Soul. Um, so these are their three movies that went straight to Disney Plus during the pandemic. Um, Thanks to former Bob. Yes. Um, I think... I'm pretty sure... Did Soul... I can't remember if Soul won... Soul won some Oscars for its music. I can't remember if it won Best Animated Feature or not, but... You know, these. I don't remember it did. No, it's yeah. It def- I know it won it won best score, but yeah, mm. I don't remember if it won best feature or not. I don't think so. Yeah, but that's okay. Turning Red got nominated. I think Luca probably got nominated, but um, but any who's all three of these movies are very good. Um, so um, it's really nice to see that they're going to actually be shown on the big screen for a time. Next year, um, this is um, they're kind of calling it a, a lead up to the release of Inside Out Two, which is coming in June next year. Um, but yeah, we're going to be seeing uh, Soul in cinemas on the twelfth of January, then Turning Red on the 9th of Feb, and then Luca on March twenty two. So one a month, starting in twenty twenty four. So yeah, it's very very cool, and they're. Oh, apparently they're going to be showing some short films um, alongside them. Um, so Burrow is going to play with Soul, Kit Bull with Turning Red, and For the Birds with Luca. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, they yeah. would have been the um, the Pixar shorts that would have came out with them mm. um, when they were re- if they if, had if they been... were yeah, yeah if they yeah. had been released at cinema originally yeah 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 I think they were already dropped on Disney Plus at yeah. the same time when the other ones yeah, yeah yeah I think so yeah so yeah nice to see them get some get some love still as well which is great um, mm. yeah so this is just yeah this is lovely this is nice it's finally finally nice to see them I know it's annoying that it's taken them so many years to get their due but um, yeah it's really good because um, they're gonna look beautiful up on the big screen um, especially soul I think if like if I had to, yeah. if I could only yeah. go see one of the three, I would pick Soul, just because it's it was yeah, just gorgeous. Um, yeah, probably yeah. Luca for me. Yeah, I'd yeah. probably go with Turning Red. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> turning Turning Red would be a close second for me. Yeah, yeah, I love that movie too. It was great. Uh, it doesn't speak to me though. <laughs> <laughs> Can't relate. Can't relate. <laughs> um, Fulia, you must uh, be uh, happy to hear this news, even if it doesn't happen down here. It's still pretty exciting. Oh, look, I am very excited for the fans that are able to see these films in cinema because they were made for the cinema. Mm-hmm. I was actually quite disappointed originally when they were just forced to be released straight to Disney plus. Yeah. I get that during the times that we were in, they were trying to keep us all entertained and whatever. So, um, but it was just very unfair 
to the team that create the teams that created these films um, and the amount of heart and soul they put into it <laughs> um, and just the effort um, they, and their skills. It, it deserves to be seen on, on a big screen. And I'm so mm-hmm. glad that they're finally giving them the opportunity to do that. Um, it, like, honestly, they could have done it maybe this year or even last year, potentially, if they had a thought about it. But, um, you know, better late than never, I suppose. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just glad that these are going to be up on a cinema screen because all three of them are going to look great up there. All of their animation styles, the visuals, just everything about those films are going to pop on that cinema screen and it's going to look so good. I, I'm, if it doesn't come down to Australia, I'm jealous of the people who are able to see it in cinema. Yeah. Very jealous. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd love to see all three of them on a cinema screen because ne- because we never got the opportunity to. I just... Mm. I really want to see it on a big screen. Yeah, I really hope they do it down here as well. Yeah. That would be nice. Mm. That would be very nice. Um, Cool. Michael, your thoughts on this? Yeah, just to add on, I think they will because everything you said, I agree with. Uh, But my cynical brain is going, well, we just had a writers and actors strike and nothing is being being produced. So... What have we got? <laughs> there we go. It chucks us out. And also it's the holidays as well. So mm-hmm. uh, something enticing for the kids to come out. It's like, I bet I've already seen the logistic class. It's like, shut up. I'm putting you in the cinema because <laughs> mum and dad need time, time by ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I can understand that. But it's cool that, you know, it's some sort of like uh, recognition. Mm. all the hard work that's been happening over in uh, mm. in uh, Pixar because they yeah. had pretty much a raw deal, especially last year, this year and last year. Yeah. yeah. Yes, they definitely did. Yes. Um, cool. All right. Well, um, let's keep the positivity going mostly. Um because because our final story I was doing a, I was doing an aliens reference I wasn't I, really commenting on what's going to happen no no I know I know you were that's why I kind of set you up for it so it's fine <laughs> uh, yes so of course um, our final story this week uh, is about the game awards um, that happened at the end of last week um, so yeah huge huge show made a lot of buzz on the internet um let's see here um i'm trying to find how many games uh okay all right well anyway i'm just gonna kind of do a a little bit of a roundup and just say that um yeah boulder's gate 3 swept um the the awards um so hats off to mostly (laughs) mostly (laughs) <laughs> mostly, mostly, yes. It won, yeah. It won in, uh, in a lot of the categories it was nominated in, and uh, yeah, took home the most wins of the night, including the coveted title of Game of the Year, um, which is really wonderful to see. Um, what else is there? Um, yeah, I best mean, adaptation. Best. Ad- oh, 
付き合って Get there. I'm just, I'm just ba- basking in the, the list right now.、Um, yes, yes. Yeah, Baldur's Gate 3 won a bunch.、Um, Alan Wake 2 also won、um, a couple of big awards as well for best narrative and game direction、um, and art direction.、Um, Final Fantasy won for music. Which is really great.、Um, yeah, and then. Final、uh, Fantasy 16, to be more specific. Final Fantasy 16. Okay. There's a remake, it doesn't count. Because <laughs> there is another Final Fantasy game that was nominated, and it's, yeah,、oh. for a different category. Oh, That's why. okay. Okay. All right.、Yeah. Yes. No. <laughs> Sorry. I shouldn't.、Uh, <laughs> shouldn't. Isn't it great having a, a, a gamer on? I shouldn't question. <laughs> I shouldn't question.、Um, uh, but yeah, there's two categories that I was, I was most happy about was that、um, I was very glad to see that Neil Newbon won for playing、uh, Astarian in Baldur's Gate 3.、Um, he gave a very good speech that wasn't 15 hours long. Thanks, Christopher Judge. Uh, <laughs> and thanks well, for the he, joke too. Yeah, yeah exactly. No. <laughs> my speech, my speech was longer than Call of Duty's campaign. Jesus Christ, <laughs> the shade, the shade. They are not happy. It's so funny. They、um, are salty. They are so salty. It's the fucking. Oh yeah. Well, well, the the replay value of of <laughs> whatever. Whatever. Shut up. It's the same game over and over and over. Shut up. It really is. They've got no leg to stand on, if you ask me. Anyway, I was really glad Neil won because I love a Starian. So that was, that was wonderful.、Um, and then,、uh, of course, in no surprise to anybody, pretty much the biggest gimme of the night, I would have thought、um, The Last of Us won Best Adaptation. Um, yeah, of What, course. Not, not Mario? Not Mario. <laughs> This is an affront. This is an affront <laughs> to Mario fans of it. No, no.、Um, there was only going to be one winner, sorry.、Um, Last of Us, for sure. So I'm very happy to see、um, the beginning of their awards sweep because、um, uh, after we're done recording,、uh, the、uh, Golden Globe nominations come out and I am going to be staying up to watch them. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's the beginning of award season now, and I'm like really excited. Anyway, I know no one cares.、Mm. Nobody cares、Ugh. but me, but it's fine. But I'm fully expecting、Ugh. Last of Us to get some Globe noms、uh, this evening, so that'll be fun.、Um, but yeah, yeah, the game, the game awards, those are the, the highlights.、Um, uh, I mean, I, I don't know if we want to discuss the, the controversy around it. Now or save it until oh, after. Oh, yes, please. Oh, you want to do it now? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Savor the moment. We'll save it the moment. All right. Well, okay. Well, I'll throw to Fulia then and Fulia, O Gamer Lord Supreme, <laughs> Foolish, <laughs> Foolish Fuji, who, who is wonderful.、Um, you have a few categories that you want to talk about. So we'll, I'll throw to you and then you can throw to Mike for his thoughts and then we'll just have a general chat about the,、um, okay. con- the, the little controversy、uh, at the end. All righty. All right. No worries. So, just to sort of tack on to Kendall's、um, highlights of,、uh, of the winners. So,、um, I did also want to mention that、uh, I am very happy that Final Fantasy 16 won Best Score and Music. 
Uh, I was really hoping that they would get something out of this award, and I was just like, please be something. But the, the music in and the in the score in this game is actually really great, and I really enjoyed the experience of it while playing the game. Um, and so I was very happy to see them take a win. Um, I'm a teeny bit salty that Ben Starr didn't win best performance. (laughs) 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 Sorry, not sorry. I was like, but why? He was so good. (laughs) Yeah. Because he sounds like himself. (laughs) Shut up, Michael. (laughs) But it's true. (laughs) (laughs) No, he puts on a bit more of a dip. No, actually, he doesn't. He does sound a little bit different compared to the character Clive Rosfield in the game. Um, (laughs) And I know this because I've listened to him speak in an interview on a podcast that I listened to. So, nah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just like Chris Pratt putting on a Brooklyn accent. Chef. Uh, I also wanted to sort of touch on um, best independent game. I am a big advocate for uh, for the indie game developers, uh, and the winner of the best independent game went to Sea of Stars, which is no surprise. Um, that is, I've played a little bit of that game. It's actually really great. It's got good music, and the art style is awesome. The story is cool. A lot of people are raving about it. They really love that game, and I'm glad to see that it got some recognition um, in the independent category. Uh, so congratulations to those over at uh, Sabotage Studios for winning that one. Um, I also want to touch on uh, the best action adventure game and uh, best action adventure winner went to, um, where was it? Uh, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom uh, or Tears, however you'd like to go with it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so congratulations to Nintendo for, for that one. I, I was actually waiting to see where that one would actually win, uh, if it would win, um, up, up against LOA 2 and, you know, Marvel Spider-Man 2. Like it was, it was a, it was a t- kind of a tough category as well, but I'm glad that that, uh, that Legend of Zelda got that one, even though I've never played it and I probably never will. Uh, <laughs> but I have seen many, many other players enjoy that game and I'm very happy for them. Um, the next, um, one of the other categories that I kind of wanted to touch on was Best Family Game. Um, and this one went out to Super Mario Bros. Wonder. And it's, uh, it's actually a good game. I've played a big portion of this game already. I think I'm like halfway or a little bit over halfway. Me and my daughter have clocked it. Oh, nice. <laughs> yes. See, it's a good family game. See, yeah. it's a great family game. If it um, got too hard, she played Yoshi. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I'm glad that, uh, Super Mario Bros. Wonder got a little bit of recognition there, although it was a bit of a tough category as well, because, um, there were some really good games in that category. Disney Illusion Island is a great game uh, and you can play that with up to four players as well. Um, Party Animals is just some silly fun. Uh, Pikmin 4 is great for, I feel like that's more of a two player game at maybe, um, I don't know how you would play that as a family game, but, uh, yeah, it's got some multiplayer elements to it. Um, but 
I've never played Sonic Superstar, so I'm not sure what that's like, but good to see that they also got nominated there as well. Um, and the last category that I wanted to touch on, because I am such a sucker for simulation games, and st- and, but, um, but also, you know, strategy games that I've only just sort of started dabbling into. Um, and the winner of that category went to Pikmin 4, which I'm very happy to see, because Pikmin 4... That's my first ever Pikmin game, and I'm actually really enjoying it. Um, I haven't finished it yet, uh, but I am really enjoying um, like the, the the play style and and the the visuals of it, and just a little little bit of silliness as well that comes in that game. It's really cute. Um, you see all these different you know human uh, objects that these Pikmin and these little um, these little aliens have to sort of collect. So it's kind of like a collect-a-thon game um, with a bit of strategy to it where you have to use the Pikmin um, depending on their element, what, whatever color they are. That's the element that they can um, break down and, and fight against and all that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, Pikmin 4 is a great game, so I'm glad to see that came away with a win. Um, the other thing that I wanted to just quickly touch on were some of the announcements that came out of the Game Awards because the Game Awards is not just about um, it's not just about recognizing you know the games of the year. They're, it's also a time for them to do all their PR work and you know do world premieres of all these different games and and do trailers and all that sort of stuff. So it's not it's not technically an award show like the Oscars where it's just about the awards this one's awards plus trailers and game announcements and all that sort of so it's more of like a kind of like trade show essentially Hmm. (laughs) just more formal very formalized um so some of the stuff that uh some of the announcements that came out of uh out of this particular um out of out of the game awards, I want to touch on because I know that this is definitely something up uh, Kendall's alley. Is that Hideo Ooh. Kojima came on came on stage with Jeff to talk about um, his new project he's working with over at Xbox uh, with the title OD, which means overdosed um, or overdose, I should say. Uh, and they played a reveal trailer. It looked really ominous. There wasn't really much going on. It's literally just a few faces on a black background, but you'll see, but you'll see some reflections in their eyes. Uh, so this is definitely going to be quite the horror game, and is collabing with the one and only Jordan Peele. <laughs> the uh, the legend that is the creator of horror movies um, to the fact that they're actually coming together to work on a horror game. It's going to be interesting. Um, not to mention the fact that they were on the stage for at least 10 minutes, talk, you know, gushing over each other and just talking about something that we're not going to find out about until probably next year. So <laughs> not that I'm going to be playing it, but it's fine. <laughs> Play it on your stream. I'm not playing it. Do it. <laughs> October game. No. <laughs> uh, 
Um, another big announcement that came out of the Game Awards is that God of War Ragnarok's getting some DLC, and it's free. Free. Free DLC for God of War Ragnarok, and it's called Valhalla. Um, so, and I think it's available next this coming week, actually. The yeah, this this particular week, I think by the time this um, by the time this podcast is up, it'll be out already. Uh, so yeah, look forward to that, God of War fans. Uh, another thing that came out of the Game Awards is um, that uh, Arcane Studios is developing a Marvel game, and it's Marvel's Blade, and it'll be coming on to the Xbox at some point. Uh, so Xbox fans are going to be very excited because most of the Marvel games have been coming to the PlayStation, but now they're getting it over at Xbox. So there you go. I'll um, just wait for the port. <laughs> So that's currently in development as well. Um, and what else was there? There was, oh, yes, um, my favorite announcement of the actual show was that Final Fantasy 16 is, get, is also getting some DLC. Unfortunately, it's paid DLC. It's not free. But DLC nonetheless. We're getting some extra content coming for Final Fantasy 16 with the f- two of the two DLCs. The first one is coming out very soon and I think like this particular week it'll be coming out um, and it's called uh, Echoes of the Fallen and then the second DLC will be coming early next year I believe and that one's called Rising Tide Um, so that's got to be some extra content that apparently is part of this like the previous chapters before the final battle of the game so I don't know. I've already finished the story. I'm just sort of going back to an old save to do some side quests to collect the side quest stuff. Um, whether or not I'll go back again to play it through for the DLC, I don't know. But I really did enjoy the story. So there's a high possibility that I might actually get this um, DLC. I'm probably going to wait, though, until the second one comes out. That way I've got both of them ready to go. Um um, what else was there that's like gonna be very big? Oh yes, Fortnite has some new gaming things that we should probably mention. So rocket racing is gonna be a thing. So it's essentially Rocket League but racing in Fortnite, um, which kind of sounds cool because you know I, I kind of liked Rocket League when I was playing it originally. Um, and I do like racing games, so that's that's kind of cool. Um, but also, not just rocket racing, Lego Fortnite <laughs> yeah, is also kinda... going to be part of the Fortnite franchise. So you can actually, so you have to have the base game, which is Fortnite, and it's free on all platforms, and you'll be able to play Lego Fortnite and rocket racing. And there's also um, Fortnite Festival or Festival. And the fourth one is the Battle Royale. Um, so you've got four different gaming options within Fortnite to play. And is this the thing that gets me to get into Fortnite? Just, <laughs> play, just play Minecraft like everyone else. Minecraft. I haven't played Minecraft in a while, but I do have Minecraft. I've played Minecraft. It's good fun. But Lego. <laughs> it's the same thing. Lego. I don't know. 
One's from um, Norway and the other one's from Norway. <laughs> look, I look. I'm I'm a sucker for Lego games, so I don't know. We might. Sorry, <laughs> one's might from touch. Norway and one from Sweden. <laughs> Um, one other, one other, um, game announcement that I wanted to talk about was the, the developers from the Untitled Goose Game, the Melbourne-based developers, uh, the Aussie developers, Untitled Goose Game, they have got a new game in the works and it's called Big Walk, uh, and it just looks really cute in the, the, the little character models look really cute, it's like... I don't know. Like they look like toys kind of a little bit. Um, I kind of like the look of it. It looks interesting. Um, I might pop this on my wish list and, and check it out once it's, you know, if once there's a demo available of sorts, cause I'd like to check it out and also to support, you know, Aussie indie devs because heck yeah. yeah. Um, got to support our Aussie developers. It's either that or fruit ninja. <laughs> Um, another one is, oh, this one might spike your interest, Kendall. Uh, Jurassic Park Survival. Survival. Mm. A survival game in Jurassic Park. And I know some people who are very big Jurassic Park fans, uh, at work, (laughs) 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 who is, who is, uh, very keen on this. Um, so that one's actually in the works as well. Uh, so look forward to that one. And there's so, there is so many more other announcements that they had. There were so many world premiere trailers to games and, you know, um, games that are getting extra content and, or games that are coming to different platforms. Um, like for instance, as, as dusk falls is coming to the PlayStation four and five now. So it's, so the exclusivity to Xbox has ended and it is now coming to PlayStation. Um, that's actually a story, a story driven, um, decision-making game. Um, and I've seen people play it. The, The story looks very interesting as dusk falls. So it's definitely worth checking out. Um, and yeah, so many other, announcements that i shouldn't touch on because <laughs> there's just so much there is so much um yeah look if you want to find out everything that has been announced over uh, at the game awards just google it mate and you'll <laughs> see it all there is so much coming in the near future whether it's next year 2025 or beyond you got more games coming, gamers. Get ready. <laughs> GTA 6. Yeah, I don't give a shit about that. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> it has enticed me to get a PS6. Five. Oh, yeah? Yes. Still a five. 2025 is not going to have a PS6? <laughs> they just nah. brought out the Slim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably going to be a new console. I f- look, honestly, it, the the play the PlayStation is coming to the end of its life cycle almost. So I wouldn't be surprised if they'd be announcing new hardware at some point yeah. in the next couple of years. And it's going to be a, a, a bundle pack. <laughs> yeah, six probably. Or six. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but yeah, yeah that's pretty much my not so short wrap up of the game <laughs> no that's great that's great michael do you have any uh any thoughts on 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 any of the the winners or announcements or do you just want to talk about the the tea that was spilled oh, after, the tea. after the after the fact i just spilled my tea um no, no, really. I think we should get into it. That um, the game of the year was well deserved because, you know, look, other it games, was, other games yeah. were just you know DLCs. Yeah. Look, Spider Man Two is not. That's a new one. Not really. And that was pretty high up there. Same gameplay. Look, I've never. I don't. I haven't played it, so I don't know. Um. Well, <laughs> same gameplay, and that's look, it. honestly, it was between that or, or or Legend of Zelda, and I feel like Baldur's Gate Three was definitely going to win that one, so yeah. I wasn't surprised. When when you got other companies coming out, it's like, please don't let this be the standard because we cannot do that. It's like, no, this is what the standard should be. Mm. And, and oh, oh, so many, so many like. So, so many Spider-Man 2 fans are saying, why was that? It's because it is a good game. It's a good game. Look, just be glad that your games got nominated for crying out loud. Like, they're being recognized that they are great games. They may not have, win- they may not have won, but they're being recognized. It is a thing. Um, I'm, I'm in the same boat as... Um, Arkham, the Arkham games, they have the same gameplay, like the same sort of uh, rhythm and and everything, and I enjoy that. Doesn't mean it's new. Mm. <laughs> Just because you slap a Roman numeral on it doesn't mean it's new. Anyway, yes. So yes. So. S- yeah, Spider-Man 2 fans are not entirely impressed. It didn't win a single award, but that's, you know, that's fine. I don't <laughs> care. The, the, the only thing they can say is like, well, I've never heard of Baldur's Gate 3. It's like, well, you're just telling on yourself, haven't you? You're not a real gamer. I was going to say, like, <laughs> if you haven't heard of Baldur's Gate 3, you've not lived on the internet the last six months, like, for real. Yeah. <laughs> like, for real. Um, yeah. Anyway. Um, cool. So there's one little one little thing to, to for us to kind of discuss and, and vent our thoughts on uh, in regards to the Game Awards, and that was the ceremony itself. Um, yeah. <laughs> wow. They really dropped the ball on this. They really missed the mark. Um, it was a well-put-together ceremony from what I saw. Um, like, it's just really nice that as years have gone by, they've decided to throw, like, a big grand you know oscar like sort of a thing for for them which is which is great it's what they should have it, you know it's such a, an incredible industry that should be recognized and presented as such um so it's nice to see that but this year for some reason they you know they decided to make it less about the actual awards and more about you know all of the other the announcements and more about the celebrity guests for some reason for some reason and i Lo- this sounds like half blasphemy coming from me because I love him, but Timothy Chalamet presented the game of the year for some reason. Don't, I, I, yeah, guy, he's got a movie coming out. And did, 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 does he have anything to do with gaming? Like, does he, did he play Baldur's Gate 3? I don't know. He probably. Um, 
But you know, I just doesn't that he was have just... like a YouTube channel or something like that? Ah, uh, mate. Yeah, actually, yeah, I think he did. Yeah, I don't know. But whatever. Um, yeah. So basically, there was uh, out of here's the here's the stat. I have the stat here for the the time spent uh, on on every on, on the whole show. Um, so the whole show was just under three hours, and um. Half an hour of that, three three hours, was dedicated to the awards themselves. Um, and every single person who got up to make a speech uh, had only 30 seconds to say anything um, at all. Um, they Because they would have a big... I don't know if you guys have seen the picture of it, but, like, you know, please wrap it up, giant teleprompter sign. And it's just yeah. like... I, uh, I didn't need to see. I didn't need to see it because the they had the wrap up music start very quickly, uh, while they were still in the middle of their speech. Well, yeah, yeah, and they were. that and that bugged me. They were all getting played off. I it was yeah. it was it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. It was a joke. Like I I don't understand, and I, I don't know how you go from letting Christopher Judge talk for five hours last year, which was a beautiful speech. And I was, as a, as a Stargate fan, as someone who's been a fan of his since I was a kid, like it was so nice to see him kind of get his due, um, mm. you know? So, so I was really happy that they let him speak. I wasn't expecting them to let him speak for that long, but it was a great speech and, you know, and it made for some good banter and some comedy this year, but it's weird that it's almost felt like a. This is almost felt like a reaction to that. They're like, oh, we can't have all the speeches getting out of hand like this. So now we, everyone just gets thirty seconds. But I'm just like, this is an award show. We are here to recognize the people that spent years, years, not not weeks, not months, years of their fucking lives making these games. Um, you know, just hours upon hours upon hours and, and they get up and they have, they get to say, thanks mum and dad. Thanks to my bosses. All right. Have fun. See ya. Like, that's it. Like, it's just, and yeah, I don't know. I, it's my, it's always been my least favorite part about award shows. Like the, the awkward playing off, like the, like the Oscars are really bad for it. Only like they'll, they'll let the, the famous people speak. But they play off the uh, the you know the like the you know all the tech awards. They get played off a bit earlier. Um, well, they don't even show it. Some of them don't get shown. I think they fixed that this year. They they showed. I think they showed those again this year because they took them off the year before and everyone cracked the shits, understandably, because like they why shouldn't you show them? Um, but my least favorite thing they do is like when you get like a group of people that have won for something and they get up on stage and you are like, t- yeah, they should probably like come together and be like, okay, who's our designated speaker? Because then it's so awkward when you have one person come up and say something and then the second person goes up to try and talk and they've turned the mic off. Um, mm. It's my least favorite thing about the Oscars because it's just so fucking awkward. But anyway. Um, oh, and- they, did, they did it. They did it for the, the game awards as well. Well, yeah. Like, the yeah. fact the fact that that's that shit's happening here and it's happening worse mm. like 30 seconds yeah. is ridiculous so i just yeah i it made me very angry um, but what gets thing. me with that with the wrap up music is that 
it's an it's like a classical music orchestral wrap up music to get them to to get off quicker but then once they've said their thank you and they're walking away from the mic it switches to the actual theme music of the show so it's not like it's the same music that then goes into the next bit it's literally that's your wrap up music all right let's switch to the music that we're going to be playing yeah like that it's just yeah weird like it makes it even more obvious that they're just trying mm. to fuck them off because it's like you know this is the designated get the fuck off stage music you know yeah yeah it's it's it yeah. was very poorly done yeah the other thing that um i'm not happy about with this particular with this particular like i th- i feel like they did it last year too but this year um they did like a bulk of the awards as a quick all right, here's this category, this is the winner. Here's this category, this is the winner. And they did that for a lot of the categories, a lot of them. And then the only major ones that people where they got to go up on stage to make their speeches were Best Performance, Game of the Year, um, and like a couple of other ones that were like major. But the rest of them were only in a side overlay image where the host then just gives away all of the awards um, in quick succession. And that kind of bugged me as well because it meant that these the winners didn't get their chance to go up on stage to say thank you for being recognized as being the winner. And it's very, very shameful that they did it that way. Yeah, like, 100%. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Like I get that you've got all this other... Uh, you know, announcements and news that you want to talk about on the show um, and let ev- and let the whole world know what's coming in the future. But you should give the the winners their chance to come up on stage and give their appreciation mm-hmm. for the voters, for all the gamers, and just to say thank you to everybody else f- who worked on it and all that sort of stuff. Just the appreciation just to receive that appreciation, like give them a chance to say thank you. I don't understand why that is so difficult. Like it, this is definitely not an award show. Like I said before, no. it is, it is more, it is more of like kind of like an E3 sort of a thing where they've got announcements coming out of the wazoo. That's all it is. It's yeah, it's yeah. crap. It's crap. Yeah. And they so need to do Technically. Better. Yeah. Technically, this if it's going to be called the Game Awards, make it about the awards and mm-hmm. the games, not announcements for future games. Yeah. 110%. That My- stuff should have its own thing. That It should be its own presentation uh, or event. It shouldn't be part of the award ceremony. Or, or they just shouldn't do... That many, because like, I mean, you know, mm. the other, other award shows do do this thing where they like, you know, have like showcases of, of, of certain things. Um, yeah. But they don't do it to the degree where it's the majority of the show, because then it defeats yeah, exactly. the purpose of it being an award show. So I just, they really need to reverse the, their, you know, the way they're doing things. Because it's, yeah. it's and, and hopefully the, the, the backlash and the response that has happened following this um we'll see them change their ways next year i'm not holding my breath on this but um 
One can hope. Look, the one the one thing the one thing that did well is they they had security at the front where people were going up to receive their awards and only the winners were going up and no one else. Mm. Yeah. After the stunt of last year. Yeah. 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 That's true. Oh dear. Anyway, Michael, mm. um you've been um silence so far on this what do you uh <laughs> how do you feel about about all of this as someone who you know traditionally does not like award shows um does this does this grind your gears no <laughs> <laughs> i don't like award shows let's burn it to the ground <laughs> burn yeah. it to the ground yeah i don't really uh, have much it does suck where they are favoring more of like uh, the big spectacle of something else than than just game uh, than the developers and the people themselves. Mm. It sucks. Mm-hmm. But when you're running a company as well, you need to you know pay them bills. Pay them bills. Yeah. Ugh, there are other ways to do that. But anyway, it's fine. It's fine. Don't even worry about it. All right, let's uh let's move on then, shall we? That's mm-hmm. that's the nerdy news done. Let's uh roll ourselves all the way up to the trailer park. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Yeah. Yes, it's trailer park time. We've got a few trailers to discuss this week, starting with, of course, um, the uh, little teaser that dropped for the uh, Christmas special for Doctor Who, The Church on Ruby Road, um, which will be uh, the 15th Doctor's first story. Um, Very exciting uh, to see this. Um, Yeah, it doesn't show us too much about what the plot is. It's just really... Kind of a, a little tease at, at you know, what we're going to get. Um, you know, the kind of creatures we're up against and, and you know, we, you know seeing, seeing um, Shudi Gatwa in action and uh, his new companion and, um, yeah, the whole, the whole kit and caboodle. It looks, it looks fun. It looks fun. The whole what? Kit and caboodle. You've never heard that expression? I have, but surely it should be. Kilt and Caboodle. Kilt and Caboodle, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, kilt, the whole kilt and Caboodle. Yes, yes, well done. Well done. Um, yeah, no, this is this is this is great. I kinda wanna save my thoughts on on, on shooty until we, we get to popcorn culture, but um but yeah, I'm excited to watch this. It looks it looks fun, it looks good, uh, I'm on board, I'm I'm ready to watch. I, I'm looking looking forward to this Christmas treat. Unboxing um, day. Unboxing day. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's something something to look forward to when I get home from that day of work. <laughs> that is Boxing Day. <laughs> so, yes, Folia, what did you think about this teaser? It was definitely a teaser. <laughs> so, I'm not sure what to expect too much of, but uh, it looks like it's going to be good fun. Mm. Uh, and I am definitely looking forward to it. Um, I feel like we're going to have a, a, 
we're going to have a different experience uh, with Shooty and it's going to be good and I can't wait. And it's, yeah, just, and then the new companion seems like she's going to be a bit of a treat as well. Uh, so, yeah. No, look, I am looking forward to this. Mm. We're getting pirate goblins <laughs> in, in this one. And they look eerily cute in some way. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. It's like weird, like weirdly cute. Cute aliens. Um, yeah. Um, I'm curious to know what they're all about and why they're invading Earth. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we shall see. Michael, what did you make Hello. of this teaser? Uh, exciting. Looks different. I like it. Mm. Uh has its own flavor in it, uh, and I'm enjoying it. And finally, at last, at the uh, we're we're doing stories rather than the Doctor falling in love with the companion. Hopefully, we'll stay clear of that, and they and they just be you know mm. clubbing mates. <laughs> good, yeah. <laughs> Go away for that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, goblins at Christmas time. Knowing Russell T Davis is. He's probably going to make children even more scared of shelf uh, of elf on the shelf. On the shelf. <laughs> I'm thinking he's doing something like that because we yeah. haven't had a Christmas special in a, in a while now. So, two is it two two years since since one? Or when hmm. did or was it like? Didn't we have the um? Well, we had, we a, had New a New Year's, Year's one. We had a New Year's special. Yeah, yeah we had a couple of New Year's. Ones. I think the last one was probably Capaldi. Oh, Jody mm. didn't get didn't do Christmas specials. She did New Year's ones. No, no. That's interesting. She, she had, yeah, she had New Year's, and I think she had an Easter maybe. Yeah. I think that was the uh, pirate um, uh, sea devils one. Oh uh, yeah, I yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, that was. Yeah. Last year. Yeah. So. First Christmas special I'm back, back mm. so yeah. cool, cool beans, cool beans, uh, goblin pirate goblin. You've heard of Elf on the Shelf, but have you heard of Goblin? These nuts. Anyway, <laughs> this comes out on Boxing Day. Yes, yes, Christmas Day. If you are in the UK. Um, and uh, yeah, Boxing Day for us. Yes. Yes. Alrighty. Our next trailer is um, for a series, and it's a it's a reimagining, a reinterpretation um, of Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Um, so this is quite interesting. Um, I have to remind myself of the name of the. The lead, yeah, Maya Erskine. So it's Maya Erskine and Donald Glover. And I've never, I'm not familiar with Maya, but of course Donald Glover, you know. We are familiar with his work. Um, I've never seen Who? him do anything like this in terms of like a, you know, sort of an action spy role for him. So I, I'd be curious to check this out just based on, um, you know, just going, oh, okay, something different for him. Yeah. Um, but like, the whole cast on it is quite expansive. Um, there's a massive list of p- 
people that pop up in this, like Paul Dano and Sarah Paulson and and a few other a few other names that just randomly show up. I was like, okay, this is um, this is interesting. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm curious to see how it'll work as a series if if I decide to watch it. And it looks it looks very well made and 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 shot and all of that. The action looks pretty good, and you know it's going to be a bit quirky in parts. Um, as well. So yeah, no, I, I may or may not check this out. Um, but I'm, but it, it doesn't look bad. So that's good. <laughs> um, Folia, what, what are your thoughts on this? Did you, what did you make of this one? Uh, look, the trailer actually looked really, really cool. Like the way they put it together actually was cool with the music. Um, cinematically it looks really interesting like just in terms of its cinematography like visually Mm -hmm. other than that i'm not sure that i'm really interested in watching it to be honest yeah that's fair (laughs) i never watched the original brad pitt and angelina jolie film Mm -hmm. so i don't know what to really expect if i was to jump into this and being that it's going to be a series instead um yeah I don't know. I I don't think they got me, really. Even though the trailer looks cool, the way they cut it, the way they cut this trailer together is really nice. Mm. I just the 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 content itself is just not intriguing me. That's all. (laughs) No, no, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. All good. Um, Mike, what about you? I haven't seen the movie, but I know of it. Uh, with the Brad and Angelina, and we don't like this movie because this is this is when this is when she took Brad Pitt away from Anderson. Yes, <laughs> it's the movie so that called. Brett split up Brennifer. Yeah. Anyway, well, she had the last laugh anyway. So. <laughs> and it turns out Brad Pitt's a bit of an asshole. So anyway. Anyway. Mm. So it looks, uh, yeah, it looks charming. It looks, it's still a cast. Um, But yeah, I'm sort of in the same boat. I'm not really interested. Mm. Even though I really enjoy the people that are in it. Um, Who knows? When is it coming out and what streaming service? So I might have a tentative, so I'll put this on my list of things to watch. Uh, well, Mr. and Mrs. Smith is going to be dropping on the 2nd of February on Amazon Prime. Hmm. Hopefully I have it till then. Hmm. Who knows? Who knows? If I, if I finish, uh, if I finish all of One Piece, then yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Must watch all of One Piece. <laughs> Must watch all of One Next year, all of One Piece. Next year, all campaigns oh, from Critical Role. <laughs> so I'll see you in ten years, Mike. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be like those. I'll be like those um, human computers in um, um, Minority Report. I'll just be in, in a floating tank going. <laughs> critical. <laughs> Natural twenty. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, Cool. Our next trailer is for another series on a streaming service. This one's um, based on true events, I imagine. 
Um, it's called Masters of the Air, um, starring Austin Butler and um, Callum Turner uh, as two pilots, American pilots, um, in World War Two. It's produced by the team behind Band of Brothers and The Pacific, so it's you know it's going to be very well done. Um, it looks really good. Uh, it was a very good trailer, and um, you know the a, a lot of the dogfighting scenes you get to see uh, were quite well executed, very thrilling, um, visually enticing. Um, yeah, and just you know, uh, just there's just endless, I guess, stories to be told from one of the worst times in human history, um, and yeah, um, hopefully. Hopefully it's good. I'm sure. I'm sure it will be. It's got a great cast, and yeah, it looks phenomenal. Um, I don't know if I will watch it, but um, but yeah, but but it looks good. I don't really have a lot to say. It just it looks good. Is all I've got. Um, Fulia, what about you? You gonna you gonna go watch Elvis shoot up some uh, some Germans? <laughs> Does he still have the accent? <laughs> I swear Honestly, he did. I, yeah, same. I was like, I can't hear it. I swear there's like one line he has in the trailer. I'm like, Elvis? Visually, it looks amazing. Mm. Um, it Like, just the cinematography is going to be great for this particular film. Uh, sorry, film. Series. Um I'm not sure. Like, as I was watching this trailer, I was thinking to myself, I could watch this because it's like, uh-huh. it's an, it's an era. It's a war piece. It's, it's a different perspective of soldiers. It's not on the ground. It's in the air. Um, they're, they're like, it's a story about pilots. Um, it's different to a lot of the war films that I, you know, that we've seen, come out in the past um but then by the end of it i was still sort of tossing up whether or not i whether or not i should watch it or whether or not i will watch it um i don't know i i'm sort of i'm sort of on the fence about Mm. this one um i i might have to i might have to watch the first episode just to see whether or not i would be more inclined to watch the rest of it mm-hmm. um so just sort of like give myself a bit of a taste tester as to whether or not i'm going to enjoy it um but given the platform that it might that's going to be coming to i don't know that i'm going to be able to watch it anyway because <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> mm. this, this is on the uh, budget of the apple plus isn't it? It yeah, is, and my it free is. subscription is coming to an end. <laughs> oh, oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Quickly watch Ted Lasso. <laughs> Have a good and a bad time at the same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> Too late to apologize. <laughs> Fucking too late. <laughs> Michael, what did you think of Masters of the Air? It looks great. It looks fantastic. Um. But there comes a time in every man's life where he... I'm not up to that age yet, but there will come a time where I'll be 
heavily into World War Two shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not quite there yet. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm going to be in my late 40s, maybe. Mm. And I'll be just watching constant, like... And just having random trivia, like at dinner tables, like, did you know? <laughs> did you? That sort of shit. Because you know that meme is like, oh, men always think of the think of the Roman Empire like every day. It's a meme. It's a, that doesn't happen. <laughs> but I can understand why, like the fixation, mm. and because you're questioning your own masculinity, and would you be? A, would you be part of that if you had the chance? One one chance, one opportunity, mum spaghetti. And, <laughs> and, and yeah, just unfortunately I probably won't be. And now knowing it's going to be on an Apple, on Apple, probably not. So it's going to be on Apple. Uh, when, Kendall? When? Well, Masters of the Air is going to be on Apple TV Plus on uh, Australia Day, 26th of January. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But it's not really Australia Day, is it? 26th of January. <laughs> 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 We're not going to get political. Um... <laughs> Why not? Shut up, Michael. <laughs> Change the date. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> yes. Agreed. Anyway. Um, our last trailer. We have four trailers this week. Our last trailer um, is my favorite trailer of the week. Um, and that is for um, a movie GTA called... GTA 6. Yeah. G- GTA 6. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a trailer. When is it coming out? 2025. <laughs> Can I just say, before I talk about this movie, um, that I literally my work. I don't if you. I don't know if you were at work fully when it came when it leaked, but like my work came to a standstill. Like they were like the amount of boys that were paging over the headset, congregating in places in in the shop just to watch it. Oh my god! Boys. <laughs> Boys. Boys. I'm, are you sure you they are not boys? They are men. They are men. Manly men. Manly men. <laughs> it was just you want to play. I was just at my at my desk, like you know, doing work, and then yeah, they were they were just all hovering around someone's phone. It was very funny to me. No, we didn't have that at Broadmeadows. <laughs> <That's all right. laughs> yeah. Surprisingly, which is a place where a lot of well, a lot of the kids and guys would play pick up that game Mm. (laughs) um yes anyway let's talk about good grief um good grief grief. so this is the uh debut feature of uh dan levy um who uh of course we know and love from schitt's creek um so he's directed this movie he also wrote the script um and I was trying not to cry watching this. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Mostly because, you know, I, you guys could have seen me cry. Not that it would be the first time you had seen me cry because, goddamn, I'm... Don't cry. I'm a, I'm a sensitive bitch, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> don't cry. If you cry, I cry. I'll cry. <laughs> I'll cry. <laughs> Let's put a pin in it. Um, yes. So, uh, yeah, good grief. This is... Yeah, this looks like a fantastic... 
movie. Just just putting that out there. Um, yeah, it's emotional roller coaster. Emotional roller coaster. Um, you know, Dan Dan Levy's character is married to Luke Evans' character, who then passes away, and it's just him dealing with losing him. Um, and some of the dialogue in this was just, it felt so real. And I loved, like, just from the beginning, that line about how, like, the brain is a muscle and that's why it's so, like, theory of, like, that's why it's so hard to get over losing someone is because it's, you know, it's like a, it's like muscle memory. You expect them to just be there and you put all this love into this person and then they're gone and it's like, where do you put that love, you know? Um, what do you do with it? And um, it's so hard to deal with. And, yeah, so I just, a lot of it just really resonated um and yeah and then just like seeing this small friendship group you know it's it's him it's Ruth Neger and Himesh Patel and the three of them look like they have incredible chemistry on screen as as these lifelong friends it seems almost um and yeah they're helping him get over you know losing his husband and um and processing that and then you know he decides to be like let's go to Paris um so I can say thank you to you for what you did for me and um yeah and it just so it just seems like a beautiful human story about love and loss and life and friendship and you know just yeah things that are going to make me cry when I watch this because I'm definitely watching this um that's for sure and yeah just nice it just looks like a great movie. It just really does. So I hope it's I hope it's as good as it looks because this trailer was put together very well. So I I'm I'm sure it will be. Um, but um, but yeah, I can't wait to watch this. Fulia, what did you think of Good Grief? Uh, I was on the verge of tears when I watched this trailer. <laughs> so uh, safe to say, I'm definitely going to be watching this because I need a good cry. So. <laughs> As you do when you watch certain films and, and stuff. So As you do. Sometimes it's nice to watch something to make you cry. And it is. I think this is going to be yeah. one of those. I think yeah. so too. Yeah. Um, man, Dan Levy, just the way that he performs, the, the way that he delivers his dialogue, you can hear it in his voice, the emotion. Mm. the the you know the the grief that he's going through f- for the loss of his of his husband and I'm just like oh I just want to give you a big hug <laughs> it's eh, oh my gosh like I had a like it was kind of sort of hard to tell in some points the way they cut the trailer together that Luke Evans was the actual husband character mm. but um I, I was like, I'm pretty sure that's him because you could sort of tell from his side profile, um, which is pretty much all we got in the trailer. But yeah, it's it looks like it's going to be an amazing emotional film. Um, the friendship group that, you know, that he has, the you know, Sophie, Thomas, um, and those two are there supporting Mark, which is Dan Levy's character. And But at the same time, when they're in Paris the Sophie and Thomas also have their own things that they have to deal with. And Mm, that's mm -hmm. where Mark is like trying to help them through that and process that with, for them as well. So 
I kind of like this. It's um, it's definitely something that will resonate with me, especially because of you know the friendship groups that I've that I'm a part of, and yeah, it's definitely something that I'm really looking forward to. Mm. And I don't want to cry, so just move oh. on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Michael. How how do you feel about Good Grief? Yeah, this this is definitely going to be a bit of a tearjerker and you need to be in the right mindset. And I don't think I am. So <laughs> I might put this on the back burner, maybe, mm. to, to to be brutally honest. Um, yeah, it looks, it looks fantastic. It looks uh, deep and meaningful and kind of cool that um and uh, an auteur is is a is a Dan Levy mm. or Levi or whatever it is and yeah just the cast looks stellar and and having the sort of juxtaposition of love and grief at the same time and a, and a friendship blossoming into something that's something else which yeah it doesn't help if you go to paris yeah i know <laughs> with, with your be- with your best friend <laughs> shit's going to happen um and yeah it it just looks sweet and mm. and heart just just full of yeah yeah I'm going to cry in osmosis from you guys. Thanks. Uh, sorry. It's, it's all right. Anyway. Anyway. It, it's good practice to what what's going to come up. So um, I might give it a watch when I'm not as emotional mm-hmm. because December is a bit emotional time. At the moment, because mm. everyone's stressed. It's almost the end of the year. Doesn't help when you got kids that that want presents. It's like, okay, <laughs> do you want this one? Okay, uh, I'll I'll send a message to to Santa. A message to Santa. Yeah, he's like he's like eBay. You you put in your order and and you get get it. <laughs> mm. In you get. Yes. In you get. So, when is this coming out on Netflix? Yes, it's a Netflix production, um, and it's coming out very soon, fifth uh, of January. Cool. Hmm. Yeah. Once we're done crying about this year going away, we can cry about that. <laughs> yeah. I am, I, I am so ready for two thousand twenty-four. Oh yeah. yeah? So because this year was a bit bit shit. It's just I feel like I'm ready. I feel like turning mm. the page now. Yeah, that's nice. Hmm. I already got my new year's resolution. Oh. <laughs> Buy more physical media. Mm. Before it all dies. Before it all dies. Yeah. <laughs> and then they can all come to me. And when the apocalypse <laughs> comes, I'm going to open a video shop. <laughs> Yeah, you got to call it. What are you going to call it? Video Easy Blockbuster? (laughs) 
kind of got a turret, a gun <laughs> turret on top for the hordes. <laughs> yeah. All the hordes. Um, all right. That's trailer park done, which means now. Oh. It's time. Oh, me cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> for the moment. Hey. The segment. The thing. The section, the part, the place, the spot that uh, shindig in the show we like to call. Popcorn culture. Wrapped for your pleasure. (laughs) Happy Christmas. (laughs) You filthy animal. (laughs) It is popcorn culture time and that means we are here to discuss um the third and final of the 60th anniversary specials of doctor who this one is this one is called the giggle yeah um so my overall thoughts i really enjoyed it um i thought it was very well done. I thought it was very good. It was fun. It was, um, you know, a good mix between fun and just harrowingness. Um, and, you know, trying to figure things out and then just like, you know, like the, for, like, you know, we'll probably talk about it later, but, you know, for me, these specials have really been the doctor finally, like, kind of dealing with trauma, dealing with. Mm like processing that um you know um so some of that stuff in this episode was very very good and i will talk about the moments that made me cry later on <laughs> um but um but yeah but no it was fun it was good neil patrick harris knocked it out of the park he was great of course of course he was great expect nothing less from nph um and yeah it was it was so much fun, you know, we got to see Kate Stewart again and, um, you know, and just, yeah. Yeah, it was just, it was a good, it was a good time. It was a good special. It probably wasn't as, like, like some of the, the stuff to do with, like, the Doctor's character I really liked. But I think overall, as a 60th anniversary special, I was expecting a little bit more. But I suppose they probably they put all their cards on the table for the 50th 10 years ago because that one felt a bit more like, oh, holy shit sort of thing. I don't know if that's just me. Um, mm. But, uh, but yeah, but no, it was good. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I'm sad and I'm happy at the same time. <laughs> um, Fulia, what did you could think? You say, could you say you're the most happiest you've ever been? Ah, why would you say <laughs> that? <laughs> Why'd you say that phrase? Um, <laughs> Fulia, what did you think of the giggle? It was creepy, but it was <laughs> good. I enjoyed it. It was good fun. Um, but yeah, very creepy, with, especially with the, the, the puppet. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what's great about Doctor Who. It can be creepy as hell. Yeah. Probably not as creepy as what last episode, last week's no. episode was. That was that was a nightmare. That was nightmare <laughs> fuel last week. Yeah. It was. 
Um, this one looked like just overall, it looked great. Um, the story was was really cool. Um, it's interesting that I have to ask Michael about this. Was the toy maker? Did that toy maker character pop up in Classic Who at all? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's probably why I didn't get that reference of them knowing each other previously. Um. Yeah, there was like when the final shoe dropped, there was like shots of characters that popped up. And yeah. that mm. was the toy maker as well as the first Doctor. Okay. Yes. As well. Not, yeah. da- not David Bradley, but William yeah. Hartnell. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that, that makes more sense now because I didn't know that um, when they mentioned and that sort of stuff popped up and um, I, it just didn't click for me. Um, but the rest of it did, especially the little puppet show scene. <laughs> mm. <laughs> that all, I understood every reference in that. Um, yeah, overall... Uh, I loved what Neil had Neil Patrick Harris brought to this episode. Um, the fact that he went to all the lengths to be this character who has two different accents, who has a few costume changes, uh, who lo- who gets to dance around a chaotic city. It just it just looked like he was having the time of his life. But then after watching a quick five-minute video of a behind-the-scenes with him when he was talking about being part of this episode, he said it was a lot, but it was fun. Mm. <laughs> yeah. He had, a, he had a hard time with it, but he still managed to enjoy himself and um, and he did a great job. He really well, did. You wouldn't as, know. As a toy maker. Yeah. You, you wouldn't know that he had a hard time. Like... Very no, and the fact that he had to learn how to maneuver these marionettes in a day. Oh shit! Yeah, mm. pressure. And apparently, marionettes are not easy to oh, um, sure to work. Not. Yeah. No, so yeah, it looked like it was tough, but he made it look so easy. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, no, I I enjoyed this episode. It was good. Um, yeah, I don't know whether it, it sort of hits the same as last week's episode, but it's, yeah, it's kind of close. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I'll agree mm. with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. All right, Michael, I'm very keen to hear what you thought of the giggle. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um. All intents and purposes, uh, I had to sit with it. It's like, yeah, it was good. Um, uh, and it, it, it wrapped up the entire three, uh, the trilogy, the the bridge between what what we have and what what's going to be. Um, I do appreciate that um, it didn't... I appreciate that they they hmm. it's hard. I'm still trying to work it out because I've got theories in that. But mm. overall, um, I'm not that big fan of Neil Patrick Harris, but he was good in this episode. Okay, like 
he embodied a character that we haven't seen in, in a while, and I do have my theories on why he's a bit more eccentric than what we've had before. It, instead of more subdued and because he could he, he can manipulate like matter and turn it into anything he wants so surely that should be like more grounded and more gravitas but it was more uh, eccentric and I thought ah oh, that's a bit different mm. okay but nonetheless entertain, entertaining and scary at the same time because like you know, it's like a cat. It's like you can't, you don't, can't really expect anything from from this thing, this character, who can, who's essentially a god that can change, that can change anything to anything, and and just play with you. It's like playing with food as well. Well, so it's very interesting. Uh, with with the doctor, uh, doctor side of it, you can see. You understand why uh, the doctor is what he what he is, and not necessarily what we have seen in New Who, but they also name drop a lot of lot of stuff in Classic Who as well. And I was squeeing. It's like, yeah, I know that reference. No one else does, <laughs> but I'm happy that they that they referenced referenced it. And yeah, and. Like Mel coming back it was was a surprise because like in the news we knew that um, uh, Bonnie Langford was coming back for the series, but we didn't expect her to like pop up here. Uh, but it's another setup for what Russell T Davis is going to do within. And there was a lot of setup things in this as well, which I was hoping they explain a bit more. But looks like it's definitely definitely setting things up like. Like, uh, like the master for 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 more yeah. obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, and what the meep was talking about the big boss. Um, and mm-hmm. and also, uh, the one who waits as well. When the the toy maker was saying saying, oh, I, I didn't want to deal with him, so I ran. I was like, who is he? Yeah, different story. It's coming mm-hmm. up. Be prepared. And and at the end, well done. I did enjoy it. I was sort of spoiled at the uh, what was going to happen, and I thought, okay, Aww. I'll see it in execution and see how it goes. And it worked. I think it absolutely worked because the way that the Doctor needed to change and and as the as one lion said this is therapy done backwards it's like yeah you've done all this thing you can settle down now now it's time for a new a new renewal Mm. and i can sort of understand why they are now reverting back to season one with shooty gatwa Mm. like this is definitely this is definitely a a ending in a way yeah and and to it and yeah i mean some people don't like it understandable and but i'm i'm big sucker for continuing the story continuing story if you don't like the if you don't like this story there's always another story coming up and there's mm-hmm. different stories that people haven't seen yeah. and it's it's just a constant it's a constant thing that you can that you can understand 
And that's my first thoughts, my quick first thoughts of this <laughs> episode. And, nice. And, Doc, and Donna is awesome as well. Just yeah. yeah. Pin that. Oh, God. She's the best. She's just the best. Um, yeah, well, funny, funny, funny way for me to find out. Um, yeah, fuck. <laughs> Well, we'll get to that. No, I was going to talk about something a lot lower stakes, but no, funny, funny for me to find out that the um, the the inventor of the TV is where we get the the name for the Logies. I yeah, Logie Bed. Yeah, did not know. That's where it came from. And he's from. Scottish. So. <laughs> yeah, Scottish, Scottish John Logie Bed. We get to see him at the beginning, um, inventing television and and the and the and the you know. Why am I, why am I forgetting on what he was called? Co- toy maker. Fuck. I was like toy master. No, that's not what we're seeing. God, it's I'm funny tired. that you think that. But yes, but yes. Yeah. So the, the, the toy maker, um, I, yeah, I have a lot of questions about him as we, we talk about him, but, but just yeah, the way he he's introduced is very interesting, and I'm so glad that he is doing a fake German accent, like that's part of the character. Because I was like, that's a very over the top German accent to be doing. I don't, yeah, that's not legitimate. And then then yeah, when you find out it, it it's not, and I'm like, oh okay, good, good. I like this. <laughs> I like this more now. Um, but no, he. He like yeah, just instantly after that, it's just I just really liked Neil Patrick Harris. You know, it was a good good way to open open the show to see him. You know, um, for it's funny though for like as much as we get we got to see him in the trailers wearing that you know top hat and suit and everything like that you only see that for like thirty seconds, not even. It's just dancing in the background. Um, mm. That was that was interesting, but um, but yeah, yeah. Um, I don't really know where where to take this, but I don't know. I, I maybe maybe I should just ask my questions. Um, so he has the ability to manipulate like matter matter at like an atomic level, basically. Um, so that's interesting, and I and I I I always like this. Like, this is, like, I've probably said it before, but one of the things I'm really, really loving about the Doctor as a character is the fact that he, he tries to help the bad guys. Like, he wants to help them. You know, he doesn't want to, unless, you know, he goes down a darker path. Um, he doesn't want to, like, you know, do anything rash or, or anything like that. Like, you know, so there's, you get that moment where he's, like, pleading with him to be like, what you can do, you can you could do some real fucking good in this universe and look at what you're doing with it. And, you know, he's just, you know, clearly doesn't care. Um, so that was interesting that he can just do that. And I was wondering what kind of like of a, you know, what kind of creature he is or, or, or anything, because like he also has clearly has the ability to change his physical appearance, I suppose. Um, Cause you know, he didn't, Unless, 
Unless, I don't know, unless that's not a thing and that's just, I don't know, did they, because he doesn't look like, like they didn't try and make Neil Patrick Harris look like the guy from this, the, you know, the beginning of the show when they did him, right? No. No. Yeah. Okay. So essentially it's by name only. Yeah. Yeah. And I will mention that uh, when it first came out back in 1963... Uh, the Celestial Toymaker. Um, it it was a different time, and Celestial was uh, back then another slur stereotype of uh, of the Chinese. Really? And, yeah, and his costume. He was essentially dressed up as a a Chinese Mandarin. Yeah. Like, like with the garb and all that, but it was a white guy, and of course we have our own sensitivities now. Of let's just stay clear, and what and with the um, makings of that, I've heard like bits and pieces. Uh, they wanted to establish like this is the sort of thing that we don't want to do anymore, but also make reference. This is the reason why. The toy maker is doing a bad uh, German accent, doing a bad French accent, mm. and and yeah, so so the history is a bit murky. Uh, so they're slowly rectifying that, but also moving ahead is like, well, this is not this is not your granddad's Doctor Who anymore. Mm. We're not doing that. <laughs> We're not doing that stuff anymore. And, yeah, there's a lot of uh, very problematic stuff within Doctor Who that doesn't fly today and understandable. Uh, yeah, so mm-hmm. that's essentially what the toy maker is. It's like this uh, essentially cue from Star Trek, uh, just just toying with people, pardon the pun. But, and a bit of a sore loser as well. Mm, very much. Cheats. I um, I really well. I really like the the fact that like you know he he's bound to the rules of the games, like or you know like he like he can't like like as Donna's convinced he's gonna trick them and like no he actually can't. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but I did. I don't know. I did find it a, a slight stretch for it to be like. Oh, it's got to be best two out of three, um, only because like the first game happened sixty years ago, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, depending, depending. Oh, because the doc because the doctor does name drop that he's a billion years old. Yeah, but I thought it was wasn't it canon that he's like nine hundred something. No, that's I haven't got there yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Spoilers, sweetie. Spoilers. Mm. I'm getting all the spoilers this week. Ugh. That's fine. It's my own fault, like I said. Um, yeah, but anyway. It's not your fault. There is a lot. And I don't... But I applaud you for making it this far. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm proud. Even I haven't watched everything. No, <laughs> that's true. Um, but yeah, yeah. But yeah, Toymaker was... Um, yeah, interesting. I was just wondering if he was like what kind of alien he was, or what like if he's like Time Lord adjacent, or just like 
He just feels very OP and doesn't do much with that OPness, I suppose, as a, apart from what he just, you know, likes to do playing his game. So I, I like, I, I kind of like that as a, a way to, yeah. lim- to limit him from a writing perspective. Like you can't, like he, he is very OP, but he, he only plays games. Um, so that's only games. Yeah. Only games. Yeah. Um, yes. Anyway, Fulia, what did you think of the, the toy maker in this episode? He was an interesting character. Um, like, because I don't know much of the lore from when he appeared the first time in classic who, um, it was just interesting to see why, like he was putting on this accent. He was pretending to be German. Um, and then, you know, just switches out of that accent all of a sudden because of something that's being said and just all of a sudden, you're like, you're like, hold on a second. Wait, why, what's going on? Why mm. have you switched accents? Because he's toying. <laughs> he's toying. Toying. <laughs> um, he had a very sort of, the way that he was delivering a lot of his dialogue and his facial expressions were just very creepy. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Uh, So I kind of sort of like, I kind of like in, in that strange way, I kind of like the way that he delivered his lines and his, the way that he played the role. Um, Yeah. I don't know. Like there's a, there's a lot of depth to this character and I'm, I'm kind of curious to know more. I'm not sure whether or not in the future we'll get Toy Maker again. Mm. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> even though yeah. he's folded away like a piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I don't know. Like, I can't really get what's up in here out because it's just the wor- he's, words. <laughs> he's a very enigma. Like character, mm. Mm. mysterious. We can't really pinpoint what he is, or yeah, or, or who he is, or what he is. And I, I like the fact. Uh, yeah, I do like the fact that that those sort of characters um, belong in that sort of ether of of just a plain question mark. Of mm. the main motivation is to is to have fun and play games. That's it. And the doctor says, you can do so much more, so much good. Why are you down here? Mm. It's fair, fair answer. And mm. it's a fair enough question. The human race loves to manipulate and loves playing games with other people. It's, mm. like, mm-hmm. it's also another study of the human race, and especially at the start of it, that uh, what happens if you allow everyone to be right? Everyone is wrong. Like today, isn't it? Yeah, I like the the whole sort of the this sort of discussion uh, in this episode where the toy maker is essentially saying humans hate each other, they go to war against each other, they do all these really bad things on this earth, and but if you give them everything that they think is the right thing. The world goes chaos. Chaos. 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just like it's an in, it's an interesting topic of discussion that they decided to put into this episode. Especially mm. especially knowing our current times right now. Social commentary. Yeah. Yes. Yes, good good social commentary in that sense. Mm. Yeah. That was um Yeah, that was an interesting thing that they had to deal with in terms of him like, you know, being able to make everybody think, you know, because they were hearing that, you know, that song, that giggle um, in their heads the whole time that they could, uh, you know, that they were right and therefore <laughs> everything was wrong. Um, everything went wrong. But yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. Where to go? Where to go? Next. Well, that was the plan for the toy maker. Yeah. Mm. That was the plan, yes. Yes. Yeah, just have fun. Um, and the execution was fun as well. Yeah, it was. Shall we get into the the big uh, the big spice girl in the room? I loved that. I was going to say, I loved it. I <laughs> That was... That was fun. That was good. I like it. I kind of like it when, when Doctor Who does needle drops. Like so far, when they've there's been a, f- a few good, like, songs that have been just throw like modern songs have just mm. been thrown in there and like kind of adds to, you know, the madness of of everything. Um, you know, I love it. I love it when you can turn a good pop song into something that's like terrifying because it's what's happening is really bad. Hmm. Um, and, or, you know, you could just have a good time. Like I really, I still, every time I hear Rasputin, I just think of Sasha Dewan dancing. Um, hmm. <laughs> so, here come the drums, here come the drums. And then, yeah, that's the, that was the other one I was going to bring up was. I can't decide whether you should live or die. <laughs> Surprising that that's all the master, isn't it? Hmm. Mike has and this time it's the toy maker who technically is in possession of the master. Hmm. 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 Yes, but no, Spice Girls. Hell yes, I'm. I'm here for it. Um, just you know, campy as hell. Um, you know, it reminded me of Kingsman, that sequence of, like, just seeing the colour come out of all the, the guns and everything, and, you know, um, it was a Heads very... Exploding. Yeah, it was a very stylistic um, sort of a, a an action sequence, and, and yeah, um, I liked it a lot. I thought it was fun. Tension-filled and fun. Uh, Fulia, what did you think? Um, yeah, that scene was, (laughs) wow, it was crazy. It was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And just the, just the the music just put, puts it all together. That's that song, that iconic Spice Girl song. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, and the dancing with, you know, the toy maker lip syncing to, to it and, it just looked like he was having a ball, you know? He was 
having so much fun and and he made going balls. he did <laughs> oh and kept, man and, and just um and the bullets turning into rose petals and just floating down and then his you know making sort of rose angels <laughs> with them mm-hmm. american beauty <laughs> um another problematic film <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, I uh, I really enjoyed the scene. It was it was good fun, and then to see that he's the only one that's smiling, and everybody else is like freaking out <laughs> and trying to find a way to stop him. Um, but but nothing is working because he keeps manipulating everything and turning it into more fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh and I really, I really like that. So even though it was like intense in terms of like there was tension in the room, but he was trying, but it, the, the fact that we had this, this song going and he's dancing and smiling that it kind of makes you sort of feel weird about being tense. Cause you're like, we sh- is this supposed to be fun or is this supposed to be something else? Like it's, it's hard to get the emotion from your brain to settle on which hmm. one to go with. Yeah, it's your, it's your unease. Yeah. <laughs> a nostalgic so song that makes you happy and, and like pump, pump it up. And it's put pump into a jam. scene with a with an evil character. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's been it's done ca- before. Yeah, it has definitely has been done in in a lot of different um, films and and shows. Um, Even in, in Doctor Who. Yeah. So <laughs> going back mm. to the well. He's <laughs> <laughs> like Russell, you've already done this before. Because it, <laughs> it works. Because it works. I know. Including including giving giving a, a companion their own version of David Tennant. Spoilers, but there you go. <laughs> Poor Martha. Doesn't uh, get it. I know. Tag. I literally, I was scrolling through Tumblr last night through the Doctor Who tag just to see the reactions. And there was, yeah, one specific post that was like calling out Russell T Davies who being like, and what does Martha get, huh? What does Martha get? Poor Martha. She fucking... She gets Mickey. Travel. She gets Mickey. Traveled the whole fucking world for this, you know, for the Doctor just to, you know ensure things would be saved and and she gets mickey nothing wrong Nana. nothing wrong with mickey she gets diddly well. squats <laughs> zilch no hmm. clark is probably not going to come back to doctor who uh, why do you say that allegations um oh yeah he's yeah i forgot about yeah. that oh no well i'm glad I'm guessing. I'm guessing he's done. Like the last time you see him at the end of season four, that's the last time you see him. Yeah, yeah. Good, good. Because the fact that I've remembered. Yeah, I wasn't going to mention it. Thank you. you, thank you for not me- like bring- from the start. Because I I knew about that, but I forgot about it. So I'm really glad that yeah. I forgot that he he's not a good dude. Um, God damn it! Not convicted, but still. But still not great. Forty Still. women can't be all wrong. Yeah. Anyway, anywho, um, yeah, 
Mike, did you have any additional thoughts on the Spice Girls extravaganza? I, I never really liked it. <laughs> oh, you didn't like it? Well, I didn't really like Rasputin version. I don't like... Oh. It's like... It's like, sure, do weird needle drops, fine. It's just... I could take them or leave them. Yeah. Even, even with Britney Spears toxic in, in, in End of the World. It's like... <laughs> Yeah, that was a that felt that took me out of it a bit. That that song. Yeah, um, it's like I, I understand you can do it, but come on. Yeah. <laughs> I need more reasons. More reasons. Yeah. More reasons. More raisins. More raisins. I need more raisins. <laughs> more reason raisins. <laughs> to keep it regular. <laughs> um, Where should we go from here? Well, I mean, you know, I think I, I'll just, you know, have a brief mention of the fact that, um, that yeah, I, I had some big spoilers. <laughs> mm. Oopsies. That I, I wasn't <laughs> expecting to, uh, to have spoiled, but, you know, it's a 60th anniversary special, so they're going to mention previous things. And it was a very effective scene, that scene, where he's, like, going through and just basically shoving in in the doctor's face look what's happened to all your past companions um how many of them have ended up dead um or, or displaced or whatever like you know they haven't sort of a slight against moffat but there you go <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah well cuz yeah he only what he mentioned the companions after donna um what mm. ha- what happened to them and yeah they were all um, yeah, he didn't. He didn't. He only mentioned Moffat. He didn't mention any of any of Thirteen's companions at all, which I found interesting. No. But then again, nothing no, bad really happened to them. No, right? they didn't. Nothing bad happened to them. No. Um, but yeah, I full disclosure. I will say I knew. I knew about Amy. I know what happens to her. Um, so that's already because that was spoiled for me, courtesy of Tumblr many moons ago. Um, and I obviously knew, you know, um, Clara and and Bill leave the show at some point, but I didn't know how they left. And I think I, I'm trying to remember if I knew, if I maybe knew, because like the whole thing about she's stuck in a in a minute. I think I knew about that. I think maybe yeah. it sounds familiar. The, like, the second before she dies. Like me, yeah. Like maybe I, I think maybe I knew that too, but um. But I didn't know about Bill, um, so that was oh shit. That's a pretty that's that doesn't sound like I'm gonna have a good time with that. Um, <laughs> so so I've got that to look forward to. It's very yep, wonderfully. That is good. Um, but yeah. Yes, another. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Yes, another example of kill off your gays. I know, yeah, it made me think of that too, because I'm like, I remember Bill being, you know, she's, um, you know, she's a lesbian. Established as the first, um, you know, LGBT. Queer character, yeah. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, so it's a bit annoying that, that they did that. But, yeah, no, that's the way the world works. <laughs> but you don't know, but you don't know how. Okay. Well, you know how. Well, I know how now. You don't know, you don't know when. I don't know. <laughs> well, I got a, a rough idea when it'll happen. Um, 
But um, it's usually the last episode. <laughs> but yes, anyway. yes, good times, good times for me having that spoiled. But that's all right. It's fine. Yeah, when I watched that, I thought, oh, fuck. <laughs> Kendall, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, like, look, like I said, I had time. I had a lot of time to watch the... I could have watched the entire thing. Like, if I'd started, like, six months earlier, I definitely could have done it. But I, I didn't. So it's 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 on me. This is the price I pay. You know. So it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Um cool. Well, um I just I honestly just want to talk about Donna and the Doctor and that storyline really. I don't have a lot else to say about anything else. Um, unless you guys have anything you want to bring up before we hit the the emotional stuff. No, no I'm it. ready. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, so for me, yeah, just... The, it's so funny because I'm, like, so new to this, but at the same time I'm just, like, this is, like, I'm, you know... I'm becoming a fan pretty quickly and yeah. Um, I don't know. And just, I look at David Tennant's face and I'm just like, Oh, I'm just going to start crying. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He tends um, to do that. Tends to do that. Yeah. So yeah. One of the things that obviously we all wanted answered when we came into this episode was like, what's the reason? Why has he got Ten's face? Why has he reverted back? You know? And, we, we we knew we were going to get an answer, obviously, but I I wasn't expecting it to be um, like a personal thing, really. I was expecting it to have more of a um, cosmic or mythical or powers-related mm. sort of a situation that would, would have a reason for that to happen. But it, But the fact that it was kind of like, I guess the doctor's subconscious way of dealing with his trauma. Um, And just that, just that fucking moment, you know, in the, in the TARDIS when Donna tells him why, like, do you want to know why? And she's, and she's like, because, because you're, you know, you're going to, you're, you're going to come home. You're coming home. And I'm just, I just started bawling. I just started bawling. I'm like, oh my God. That's. <laughs> oh, it was so good. And just, you know, dealing with, you know, the fact that, I mean, we'll talk about um, the region or the bi-generation um, uh, <laughs> shortly, but, um, but just, you know, the fact that we we went from, you know, that happening we've got two doctors, how are we going to get out of this? And then it's like, oh, holy shit. Like it's him. It's like you said before, like it's a goodbye to like the older who, I guess the old new who (laughs) now we're in the new, new who, um, you know, just, um, him. Yeah. Being able to finally stop, you know, have a moment to stop because, you know, we get that like, you know, 
when when they're him and Donna are going to find the toy maker and deal with all of that and you know she's trying to ask him and probe him and and all of this and he doesn't want to talk about any of it and stuff and then they have that emotional conversation in the when they're you know stuck in the the hallways about you know he's like I might not be able to save you this time and she goes well maybe I'll save you um <laughs> Um, and then him being like, well, you know, without the TARDIS, without the sonic screwdriver, you know, what, what am I sort of thing? Um, and he's not a genius billionaire, billionaire playboy. playboy <laughs> 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 Fucking jinx. Well done. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, that was just, yeah. So yeah, for that to then culminate in the, yeah this moment of like you're coming you get to come home you get to stop now you get to actually you know process what you've been through have a fucking break have a fucking life you get to be with your best friend and her family and tell her that you're the happiest you've ever been (laughs) Uh, fucking hell it was yeah they handled it really well I think the for me the only qualm I have with it is the fact that, like, okay, so this kind of just sets up. It, uh, not, it kind of sets up David Tennant coming back again. Not that they, not that they will, but they might. The joke. I I, I saw a bunch of jokes and memes about that already. Um, but it, for me, it was more. Oh, well, they've done this before, you know. We like as we mentioned earlier, like you know, Rose got her own ten essentially. Um, you who know. was human. Yeah, who was human, not a Time Lord. Um, so a little bit different, obviously, and they're in a different dimension. Um, but it's the, this is a, just a basic premise of like, okay, the, there's a doctor that looks like David Tennant who just kind of gets to exist. Um, yeah, that was the only problem I had with it. And it's the fucking nittiest of picks ever in the history of anything. It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't change how I no. it doesn't change how I feel about it. It doesn't change no. how it made me feel. It was just like, I mean, oh, can we maybe do something a little bit different? I don't know. Yeah, I'm, and yeah, and there's also questions that pop up. Um, can he still regenerate? Mm. Mm, oh. Does that mean he's he's just going to grow old, which would help <laughs> to explain uh, David Tennant coming back like each centennial, like each uh, anniversary? anniversary is yeah. like, uh, oh, he's old, he's old now. It's like that makes sense, and then we can have a multi doctor story without being a multi doctor story, just like this <laughs> episode. Yeah, uh, because the other thing with it too, and this was actually the a bigger gripe for me with it was the fact that he got to even have his own TARDIS. Um, so it's like, but he's, but I really, I, I felt for me that took away from the whole, you you re- you rest now, like you live now, you can have your life, you don't have to like, you know, stop. And even he says like, I think he says at one point, it's like, how am I going to do this? You know, whatever. And I, and, 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 but they, there's a TARDIS like right there in Donna's backyard. It's like, he could just fuck off if he wanted. Yeah. Like I so I just that kind of undid it a little for me. Um, the fact that he has his own TARDIS. So but I don't know. That's so this is I, a fugitive I, doctor. I kind of I kind of feel like that extra TARDIS to me 
just sort of made it as if it was like a caravan for like that's where he's going to be sleeping that's his <laughs> that's house, his apartment essentially yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's kind of how i took it okay he's subletting <laughs> subletting that's great he's got power he doesn't need to take anyone else's power <laughs> no um you need solar power <laughs> but yeah that was... i will mention yes please that uh russell t has sort of hinted that the reason why there's two TARDISes may come to play later on. Mm. Okay, good. So he, he may have... He, he probably does have plans for that. Okay, that's good. Just just like Mel coming back, he, he has plans for Mel to be in the new se- season okay. just to sprinkle some new stuff in. Yeah, mm. yeah. And, and apparently that's one of them. So, okay, yeah. I'm on board with that. Um, I have a theory. Yes. And this is the first time I'm having a Doctor Who theory. Ooh. <laughs> Go. I feel like by the end of this upcoming season with, with Shuji Gatwa, or maybe by the end of his run as the Doctor, um, that we're going to come across David Tennant's Doctor again. And shooting up was got doctors going to have something, some issue going on with him. And they're going to have to come back together as one again. Potentially. I have heard that. Mm. That um, there's going to be like a... a, a grandfather paradox happening. Mm. And shooting... Uh, the generation was essentially the now let me get this right the 14th doctor pulling the 15th out of a timeline and and essentially at the end of either this season coming in or later on there's going to be a full circle and how how they're going to combine back yeah okay when when the doctor is you know got over his billion year life span of absolute terror and horror and yeah. sadness and having a and probably call it he's probably going to call it intervention and it's going to get and yeah. coming back together so yeah i have heard that and mm. i'm i'm still i'm in admiring if i like it yeah yeah, I've heard her. I've have heard that. So, yeah, they've yeah. got to they've got to do that. If they're going to do that, it has to be in a way that doesn't entirely undo the, what's happened here with yeah. like yeah. saying goodbye to fourteen. Mm. Um, yeah, we can't undo that because no. we're already on tender hooks of that as it is. Um, but it's fine. Fulia, how did you how did you react to you know? All of everything I just reacted to. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was like I, I kind of, I kind of felt that emotion as well. I was getting quite, I was getting the feels mm-hmm. um, when they were having that discussion, and the moment that he gets lasered, uh, essentially. Um, is when I was like, oh, here we go. This is where the regeneration begins. Basically. But then the whole, and then the whole thing with the bifurcation, bi-generation 
thing happened and yeah the the fact yeah just it was like this really nice sort of warm fuzzy feeling that I had the fact that he got the opportunity to just sit down and have a lunch and tell his stories to his family mm. his new family the fact That's... that <laughs> the fact that he got to just be with people that gets him and doesn't treat him differently mm. and it just mm. made me feel all of the goodness inside yeah yeah good what were you gonna say michael uh the story that he told is uh sort of a reference to what the third doctor said in his first episode oh. that he was having having a look at himself in the mirror it's like ah i like these eyebrows <laughs> and he and he names dropped the same place and and, so, and says this is how they can communicate with their eyebrows <laughs> <laughs> So I got that reference. I didn't, but it was funny. <laughs> and also, and also, yeah, when, what I said at the start, where um, he said it feels different this time, is what he is what David Tennant's father-in-law said <laughs> at, mm-hmm. at the end of his regeneration. Oh, really? Of the fifth fifth Doctor <laughs> into the sixth Doctor, mm-hmm. it feels different this time because he was poisoned. And that poison sort of led into the sixth doctor, and that's how he went a bit, a bit mm. crazy. Yeah. And try, and try to strangle his companion. Oh, oh that's mm. good. Bit, yeah. Re- there's a lot of reasons why people didn't like like the sixth doctor, and that was probably one of them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just, I think, yeah, like I said before, the fact that you you still get to see that second, the second TARDIS in the backyard like to me that for me i didn't think about the fact that they'd be traveling off well you could if you really wanted to maybe more uh more so (laughs) for the fact that it's um just for his housing purposes (laughs) apparently he went to mars with rose and he went to what is it new york with mel Mm. In that conversation, mm-hmm. there so you go. Tra- it, it's just transport. <laughs> so it can it can travel through space, but we don't know if it travels it's through time. time. Mm. <laughs> Unless they do did say New York during some time. I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know. I've only watched it twice. I've only watched it once. <laughs> Call yourself a Hoovian. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I'm a new Hoovian. <laughs> what? Yeah, I don't watch it once. I watch everything. Well, actually, technically, I'm coming through my second run. So, there you go. <laughs> but I do want to rewatch this particular episode again, um, only because I'm not ready to say goodbye to David Tennant either. <laughs> what do you mean? He's coming back. You got Good Omens three, maybe. No, <laughs> in Doctor Who. <laughs> Isn't that weird that David Tennant? In both shows this year, where he's stuck on Earth and he's other guys up in heaven, space, <laughs> twice. Dude, if I had a nickel. The dude <laughs> is just suffering eternally. Mm. He's yeah. just. Oh my god. Um, 
Yeah. Michael, what did yeah. you what did you think? Were you satisfied with the explanation for for why um 14 for why 14 why for the looked like yeah, looked like 10 and and how that all went down? I did. The feels. I did. Um cuz yeah, it it has been a lot. It's been 60 years. <laughs> and I yeah, and I love the fact that they also threw in a couple of references from Classic Who as well. Like I didn't I I was beside myself when they mentioned the gods of Rag- Ragnarok, which is <laughs> which is the greatest it, um is a an episode with the seventh doctor who had to perform in front of these gods and if you could not perform anymore they kill you. Mm. So and it it showed showcased like Sylvester McCoy's like like natural talent of actually entertaining, so they threw threw that in. It's it was great. <laughs> um Yeah. Just there's a lot of references to Classic Who, which I really appreciate. Especially so those are just those like those seen like bits and pieces. And <laughs> and yeah, just the just a relaxing uh, just a, it's time to let go and to settle down with your with your sister and your favourite niece mm-hmm. and, and the only one missing from that table is Will yeah but he's just shooting moles so yeah he was still there <laughs> Which is a shame because that could have been a. It could have been one of the. Um, episodes, uh, could have been one of the scenes that he could have been in, but ill health and that. So. Mm. But at least we got what we got. We got what mm. we got. We we're very thankful. Very thankful for that. Yeah. 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 Um, I suppose I should probably. If we're going to be wrapping up, I'll t- tell you about my theory of the toy maker and the master. Yeah, please. Yeah. The reason why I didn't really this iteration didn't really fit fit well for me is kind of kind of the same feeling that I had when the master returned, because uh, previous masters in the classic crew. He was more subdued and more cunning. He was more... Because, uh, essentially, he was written as the Doctor's version of Moriarty to Sherlock Holmes mm-hmm. uh, with the third Doctor. And that sort of continued on until the, th- until the second incarnation of the Master. Uh, and in this one, uh, with Saxon, with uh, um, Sims, mm. he was more eccentric and more... Bleh, he was like... It's like crazy. Crazy. And then crazy, crazy. And then, and then, and I really enjoyed Missy. Spoilers. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I am aware of her as well, but I, I look forward yeah, she to was seeing fun. her. She was fun. I really enjoyed her. Like, more subdued, but still got mm, something, something there, something wrong. Psychotic. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then Edwan, yeah. Sasha, always good. Sasha. I mm. mean, it's like back to the crazy thing. It's like, okay, we're doing this. Okay, fine. Okay, this is mm. the master now. This is the master now. And then Rasputin is like, ah, oh, god damn it. 
It's like, wow. Uh, so the master traveled back in time to invent Rasputin mm-hmm. as well as uh, as well as lay a plan that had Cybermen and Daleks to work together, even though we've seen that the first time they saw each other, they couldn't. But the master did it. Okay. No explanation? Okay. It's fine. Fine. <laughs> so, uh, but with but with the the reintroduction of the um, toy maker was sort of the same. And then he did the thing with, well, he fought, he played with the master and now his essence is in a cold tooth. And we get the little uh, thing at the end of a of a of a hand reaching grabbing like we saw with the ring mm. all the way back when so similarities mm. i don't know why but it's the more the more i think about it the more i'm sort of convincing myself that it is that i'm thinking that this wasn't the toy maker I'm thinking this was the master, but with the toy maker's ability. Right. And when he said, and he, when he said he played with the master and he and he lost, I don't think so. I think the master won, and his prize was the abilities was was the abilities of the toy maker, and probably the toy maker did not exist then. Oh. That this is sort of in my head. So I'm thinking Neil Patrick Harris didn't play the toy toy maker, he played the master. Yeah, okay. Very subdued master if that's the case. Hmm. Hmm. Well, every master's different. Yeah. But still the doing the spice girls? It's like yeah, it's sort it of. It feels very mastery. It feels very mastery, and the master did it twice. Mm. Like dancing around with, with, I don't, I can't decide if you should live or die. As well as the Rasputin thing. Well, if if he was playing the master, then who was in the gold tooth? I'm thinking the essence of the master. Mm. I think, like controlling him, maybe. Because the master always does control. He does, like, mind control as well. So it could be he's controlling... He could be control, c- controlling the um, the toy maker as well. So I'm, mm. I'm going back on my theory that, yeah, Neil Patrick Harris is playing the toy maker, but he's being controlled by the master, which is mm. okay. f- frighteningly powerful. So um, I'm, I'm thinking the master is involved somehow more involved than being in a tooth cool interesting mm, okay so we're gonna see the master coming up in the next season mm. or so maybe that that or the big boss or the one who waits so there's three at the moment mm. so there's going to be the master the one who waits which i'm thinking is going to be um omega that's my head cannon and uh what did I say? Yeah, and the big boss, which mm. was a character in was was a AI character in one episode in Classic Who. Mm. 
So, but that was more earthbound than mm. in, intergalactic, planetary, planetary, intergalactic. Mm. Yeah, you got that song in my head. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Mission accomplished. So, do, so those are my theories at the moment. No, they're very mm. cool. Very cool. Makes sense. Um, all right. Well, shall we talk about um, the uh, bi generation and the introduction of fifteen before we get on out of here? Yes. Mm. Um, I I like this purely for the fact that um, it's something different, um, something we've never seen before, um, and we weren't expecting. Um, so that was fun. Um, um, yeah. Apart from my, we've already discussed my criticisms of it, but um, but no, <laughs> I like I, I I on the whole I enjoyed it and. The fact that it, like, you know, it also gave... It was the first the first time that, the, that 14 was given the opportunity to, to slow down. Like, that moment up afterwards when when 15 is like, you know, come here, I've got you, and, like, you know, just holds him um, for a little bit. I thought that was very sweet. Um, but, but, no, I was... I Most of the time watching this and then just watching... 15 start to do his thing I was just I was very happy I'm I'm so on board with Shudi Gutwa as the doctor um immediately just stepping out and just yeah nailing the vibe for me and just being a ray of fucking sunshine and hmm. so pure and and fun and and just pants yes. pants mm. <laughs> <laughs> Um, mm. yes, yeah, but no, he, he, he was great, he was wonderful, and just that, that big smile, I, uh, simply adore, that big smile he's got, um, yeah, I can't, and I love that little moment of, it felt a little on the nose, but it was nice still, like, that moment with, when Mel's, like, talking about him being, he's like, you're beautiful, you know, mm. that was, that was lovely, um, yeah. No, I I can't. I I'm very looking forward to him and and what he's going to bring to the table cuz mm. um yeah, this was a this was a stellar debut for the 15th Doctor, I thought. I really um yeah. Perfect. They they seem to be very good at um casting <laughs> in this yeah. in this show. I yeah, very very good at casting. Um Fulia, what did you what did you make of the bi generation and the introduction of fifteen? The bi generation was a bit weird. Um, it was just that, like the fact that it was like, you know, the David Dennett doctor is just like, hold on, this one feels a bit strange. Can you like just pull? <laughs> <laughs> that was great. <laughs> and they were just like, pull, pull, what? Cool. And then they were both like Melanie and Donna were just like they were both so confused. Yeah. Um, but then when it happened, I was just like, "Oh, we're doing this. This is different. Mm. Why? <laughs> What's happening?" So I'm, I'm, I'm. I, I need, I need inform. Like, I need more information as to why it happened. Like, the fact that it's not a regular regeneration. The fact that it's just <laughs> like a. 
it's a splitting of two personalities almost, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's what um, happens in, um, you know, therapy. You have a left, <laughs> right, left brain and a right brain. Mm. And... Mm. Or, or the doctor is like, like a... Like some sort of uh, reptile and can mm. peel away skin. Yeah. Just leave the skin alone. Who needs skin? Or it's an amoeba. It's... <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't know. It's like I, I, I feel like I'm one of those people who needs all of the explanations to understand what's happening. But sometimes it's it's nice to not know. Mm. So, I don't know. I'm kind of like in the middle of all that that I want to know, but I don't want to know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, Shooty Guard was Doctor. Oh my gosh, I am excited for what he's going to bring to the role. Um, it, like I said, he we're going to have a lot of fun. He's he's got a very charismatic smile, um, and I can't wait to find out what his one liner is going to be. Uh, does he really need it? They all get one. So does he. <laughs> okay. What's the Let's second see. Doctor's uh, catchphrase? I don't know. <laughs> That's because he doesn't have one. I... <laughs> Just this particular News Who series. It's a new, newer series. New, 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 new. New York City. <laughs> <laughs> New York City. <laughs> yes, now I'm really looking forward to watching Shooty Gatwell play through the Doctor. It's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Mm. 110%. For God's sake, put some pants on. Yeah, he just needs some pants. <laughs> put on some pants, you fuck. Um, no. Um... Um, what what? I'm tired and I need to pee so we need to wrap this up Michael um, Uh, uh, please do not rush on my account but um, I would love love to hear yeah bits and pieces but yeah what what did you think of the bi generation and and, and shooty gut was debut yeah I got spoiled my own fault ah no but out of uh, with the execution, it worked for me. I mean, I love the fact that there's a all the generations um, are sort of different and weird. Um, like with the first Doctor into the second Doctor, it was it wasn't called regeneration; it was renewal, and mm. they didn't know what was what was going to happen, so it was weird. Mm. Uh, one of the weirdest ones was the fourth Doctor into the fifth Doctor. There was a character, like, in, in the background. It's, like, named the Watcher, and he was, like, covering, like, plaster of Paris, and, like, and it's, like, it's, like, it's, like, an o- it's, like, a white omen coming in, and the wa- Watcher sort of combines with the fourth Doctor, and they become the fifth Doctor. That hasn't never been explained, so... Hmm. So I'm so I'm more unhappy of something new and weird and different, like everything that we've seen in New Who, that it was just basically regeneration in the TARDIS, and that was it um, from each one, and except for Jodie who was stepping who stepped outside of the TARDIS, so that mm. was new. Thank mm. you. 
and and this one is completely new by generation and it, it makes new stories new 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 who now and where the story take, takes place we don't know and that's the beauty of doctor who it just keeps on going and and if they're if they're going to make david Tennant like just sit by the wayside and not deal with him there's always big finish to pick it up because this yeah. is true david Tennant now because david Tennant now does um uh audio adventures now as the 10th doctor and possibly for for the 14th doctor and i can't wait for the day that they're going to release a multi-doctor story between the 10th and the 14th <laughs> yes can you imagine that's <laughs> that we need we need that to happen yes yes with Shuri Gatwa, I love his introduction. Um, the playfulness, the, the the brightness coming from him, including consoling himself. Mm. Good therapy there, like an older sibling, like taking care taking care of the younger generation, because he's younger by a couple of seconds, and <laughs> and yeah, I I'm, I can't wait, can't wait for Shuri Gatwa. Like uh, ever since. I've only seen the first episode of uh, Sex Education, and even from that, I, I knew he was something special. So I, I, I can't wait for what they bring to Doctor Who now, because I'm invested again. I'm, I'm enjoying. I can't wait for the next Yay. one. I'm not dreading like I am with Jodie. I'm sorry, Jodie, but you got dealt those cards, but you were fantastic as well. Yes. And I just love your life. I don't know. I just love her last line. It was just so Jody. Right, <laughs> tag you're it. Tag you're it. Yeah. So, so it's it was the perfect line to go out on, and can't wait to see what what uh, happens with her, and hopefully meet her the next year, maybe. Hmm. Yeah, she's coming to Supernova. 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 I was going to say, I was going to say Armageddon because I'm an old fuck. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I remember those days. <laughs> and overall, I give this a 9 out of 10. A 9 out of 10, eh? Yeah. Just for my excitement. Ah, great. Excellent. Well, I don't have anything else to say. I, does anyone else have anything they need to vent out? No, I need to pee too. Yes, great. <laughs> <laughs> so I need to uh, vent my spleen... And bladder. Yes, time for that. All right. Well, that'll do it. Um, that is our epic podcast. Um, what a way to finish the year. Um, Popcorn culture's done. Our thoughts on the final 60th anniversary special, The Giggle. Um, hope you guys enjoyed our thoughts on that. Um, thank yes. you. Thank you for for tuning in. Um, throughout the year this is our uh, last episode for 2023 um we are officially on holiday break um but we will be reconvening to discuss the christmas special of of doctor who in a couple of weeks so it's only going to be a short break um but we'll be back to discuss that and uh yeah look forward look looking forward to it and then we're into 2024 my year 
<laughs> yeah, Michael's year. <laughs> Hell yes. yes. Every year is my year. Every year is your year. Make um, it your year. Make it your yeah. year. But yes, everyone... What, when's your birthday? 22nd of February. Which year? Every, Every year. year. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, yes, well, on, on that note, yes, everyone have a safe holiday season. Have a great time doing whatever it is you're doing. Um, and, um, yeah, be awesome. Spend time with family and friends. Yes. Yes, stay safe. And stay safe, Re- yes. And thank you for... Recharge those batteries. If you have lis- taken the time to listen to us or watch us in 2023, we appreciate it very much. So mm-hmm. thank you. Yeah. Much love. Much yeah. love. Much love. Okay, all right. Let's get out of here, shall we? And, and that, that was a podcast. Was, was a, a podcast, podcast called, called Friend. Friend. Yeah. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and the social media platform that used to be called Twitter uh, for the latest great content. (laughs) Mm, If you'd like to listen to Freddie Alien, you can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch Freddie Alien, you can head over to youtube.com forward slash Freddie Alien Productions. And if you're watching us right now over on the Twitch side of things, Please give us a follow at twitch.tv forward slash Fred the Alien Twitch. And if you're over on YouTube, make sure to hit the subscribe button, like our videos, leave comments, all that jazz, share our content to the world. Yeah. And there's going um, yeah. to be more. More. There's going to be lots more. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a Kendall Richardson. I've been a Fulia Cantaramaggio. And I'm the bi generational Michael Lister. Oh. And I'm more pan. I'm more pan. <laughs> if I was ever part of the the ABC, you know, notoriety, probably pan. Yes. Yes. And in and you just, just experienced experience a podcast, a podcast called, called Friends. Remember to eat. Remember, Freddy's rebooted. Uh, Loki's living alone. The doctor is by. And. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Yeah. Yes. Well said. Look after yourself and your mental health, everybody, especially during the festive season. Especially, yes. yes. Uh, be well, be kind. Latest games. Remember to rewind. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and and see. See.